Let's see. You are Michael Bolton? Yeah. Is that your real name? Yeah. Are you any relation to the pop singer? No, it's it's just a coincidence. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I love his music. I do. I'm a Michael Bolton fan. For my money, I don't know if it gets any better than when he sings When a Man Loves a Woman. But you must really love his music, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's 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 pretty he's pretty good, I guess. You're goddamn right he is. Good. Paper towels back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What's going on, everybody? Hey, hey. And what was our last episode? I was just it trying was to think. Family. family. Oh, family film. Yeah. We had to do yeah. that, remember? Yeah. What's that? We had to. Oh, that's right. We felt obligated yeah. to do that and because we, we. So we had counselors in last session. This yeah. session, we have an auditor here that's actually <laughs> typing everything that we're saying because <laughs> I, I guess we offended some people out there. So. That's all right. You, <laughs> screw you, motherfuckers. That's today's day, you know. You piss one person off. You mentioned one uh, Milo and Otis. Uh, <laughs> everyone calls you on it. Uh, like I said, I guess we should have waited for that uh, for the disturbing pod. But I'll, I'll tell you though that uh, Ducktales intermission really. Have you run. listened to it yet? You don't even know yet, do you? Yeah. Oh, that's, man. Uh, that's sad. That was man. so good. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Right, I think we should just put a ten-second intermission right here. Yeah, then I inserted Ducktales. Woo! Were you inspired by Ducktales? I just watching it at the time. No, I was looking at clips. I was trying to find like cartoon type stuff and theme music and everything, and I came across Plague Dog, and I was like, "That's perfect." I don't know. I don't know if I'd be able to recognize the theme music to Plague Dog. I think it's similar. It was very dark. Yeah. They inserted it into Mandy later on. It works good. But if you're not aware, we have done uh, character actors before. We're gonna kind we of have. continue with that uh, here because it's the lifeblood so of the movie the industry. Life of the movies. Yeah. Uh, and before any- that, anything happened to anyone this week? I know uh, something happened to Justin. I've been waiting to hear some story that's been going. Oh, on. I heard you got something? something. No, you go first, man. Yours is more interesting. <laughs> All right. So this actually starts like the day after our last pod, um, or no, that day. So I got a call that morning. And my buddy couldn't go to a concert, gave me two tickets to like the best concert in the world to me. It was the Dungeon Family Reunion concert. Now, what is that for those? Who don't so know? that's like, Al- yeah. so what is that for those that don't yeah. know? So the Dungeon Family <laughs> they play music. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> some um, hippity hop group. Or something? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, they're the group of people like Outcast, Goody Mob, yeah. CeeLo. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch more. Yeah, <laughs> um, and there's like a whole bunch more, um, and they all got together and did a reunion tour. Oh, okay, and I didn't think I was going to be able to go. Um, so it's everyone you want to see, basically everyone that I've <laughs> ever wanted to see together performing, oh, finally dude. together on yeah. stage. You know, um, and you have known about this for a while. You just oh yeah, for like three four months, I just didn't think I was going to go. So the day yeah. before that. I won a hundred bucks on a, on a scratch off ticket. And I thought, Oh man, that would have been cool if I could go. My buddy gives me the tickets. So I get free tickets to the concert. I go up to the concert. It's awesome. I'm too tired to drive home on the way back. So that hundred bucks got me a hotel room, got to sleep, made it home. It was awesome. So the other day I buy another scratch off ticket. How much? Uh, About a $10 ticket. So I bought a $10 ticket, won a hundred bucks. Yeah. Got fifty back, spent fifty more, won five hundred bucks. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, 
And did you scratch that like right before you had sent it, uh, me the picture or right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like right shit. then. I was so excited. I was like, dude. I don't know if my math is right here, but it looks like you just won five hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you know what's hysterical is like. <laughs> I'm becoming an adult. It's <laughs> it's awful. The first thing I thought of was, bills. dude, bills. I can pay so many bills this month and be ahead. Like back in the day, that would not even have oh, it would have already well, been gone. Think like, about it though; it makes sense. Bills now, when you're older, it's peace of mind. Yeah, it's not, absolutely. It's not you want to be a responsible person and make sure you pay the money you owe. You yeah. do. Yeah, I'll but. still like if I won five hundred dollars, I would put four hundred in the bank and I yeah. swallow. Yeah, you always should well, do I'm, that. I'm taking Paul to Endgame. You so go. you see if you, you were going order, order anything you I, want. that's what i told him that's what they got a bar and everything i have a free there. uh popcorn waiting for me there. Ah. get out cheap on that one <laughs> yeah yeah if, if it wouldn't be worth your money actually i won't be here no yeah. i will be for here. what when is the movie tomorrow oh that sucker sold out yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get it yeah. anyways. <laughs> it's like sold out everywhere now There's, yeah if tickets were going on ebay for a thousand last week God, you they can really, imagine what they're going they on have week. that franchise dialed in oh, oh my yeah, gosh right dude no this, this i heard a rumor that there's no end clip at the very end it's I, not like i wouldn't sit through it anyways yeah, obviously you have to it's fine with me either but, way i mean i'm wondering if that's their way of saying this story is yeah finished yeah i'm sure we'll of it. start yeah. fresh with homecoming starting in like the summertime yeah dude i'm more excited about endgame in the theater than any other movie I've ever seen. To be honest, we I'm just as ex- I'm I'm very excited like you yeah. to see Endgame, but I think I am just excited to see the Godzilla. Uh, oh, they just does, dropped the third trailer. That does look and good. And it shows a shitload, but mm. what they show is awesome. I mean, really? it is just like uh, UFC uh, championship yeah. with them both on sides of like like Pee-wee 100 Herman yards away, comes away from through each other. the the middle <laughs> yeah. of the scene. <laughs> but they're like he is like <laughs> running at each other and everything, and it looks fantastic. I yeah. can't wait for that. That comes soon. It's like the end of May. Hell so yeah. I haven't felt like that in a movie in a long time. Dude, I'm I couldn't excited. wait to see it. Oh. I, I almost have to go back to like Ghostbusters or... Yeah. Yeah, well, that's when you're a kid, yeah, that type of thing seems like the most important thing and, in the world to you. And too. I'll tell you what that does get me excited is almost every Fincher movie... Yeah. I like to go watch in the theater. The, the, or a Coen Brothers The Quentin too. movie that's coming out. I mean, that's got to be somewhat interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah. it is. Because that's going to be a, uh, a The big problem one. is I never know what Quentin's going to give you. Yeah, I would. It's never bad. It's never bad. It's never bad. I but Finches were always awesome. I don't know. I could almost say Quentin. Like, you weren't a huge fan of Hateful Eight, right? But I've warmed up to it later. Have you? Yeah. And uh, I don't think there's any ever a Quentin movie where I wasn't, well, that was amazing. Uh there was levels of Pulp Fiction suck. Yeah, you didn't like. Pulp <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, okay. Okay. I saw it eleven times in the theater, so I certainly liked it. Um, the oh, what one was it? The the one with Jamie Fox. Oh, uh, Django. Django. Yeah, I saw it th- three Django times in the theater. Awesome. I think. Yeah. Saw that on Christmas. Yep. <laughs> I saw it around Christmas for sure because yeah, and I've mentioned it before. Out. There was a standing ovation at the yeah. end of the movie. Like I've never. There's seen a lot that. of movies that come out this year that I will go see at day one first showing, like we're doing with Ed Game. Yeah. Then again, day one to me is not Thursday. Day one to me is always I almost Friday. Yeah, put yeah. Django on my shocking pod for the dog scene. Uh, they didn't yeah. really show oh, anything. Yeah. There's a lot but of stuff. Still, yeah, that was like. Well, that's what we'll do instead of like shocking films. Uh, the next time, next year, we'll do it. So we'll, we'll separate it. No, so, just like so I have some scenes, time to recover you know? from the last one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just will you ever recover? No, and, and that's a way to do it no. for a lot of things. Is we'll just do scenes, you know, shocking scenes because we've already done comedy scenes. We haven't done horror scenes. We haven't done shocking scenes. The so. worst part of the disturbing pod. <laughs> 
is when Paul is Why telling, you keep talking about it? Because, because this affected me. Like, <laughs> Paul was talking about... My therapist the, says it helps me if I talk about it. Paul was talking about the Antichrist, and it's the part where she hits him with the piece of wood. Oh, yeah. and, then she, and then he goes... And then she takes this corkscrew. And as soon as he said that, even knowing that everything else, like listening to it again, I was literally like freaking out. And he just goes, no, no, it's for the leg. <laughs> I knew what he was thinking. The sense man. of relief was like... It was still as real as oh, the day before. No, it I've was, never been so happy to hear that her damaged. leg was going to get bored <laughs> like, in <there> instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, but yes, goodness. character actors, man. And I love this category. I love uh, coming up with these lists because... They're in all these movies, all these actors that you don't know uh, their names for the most part. I do because I'm obsessed over them, but uh, the majority of people <laughs> we don't. Weren't, we weren't going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of people don't. You can't mention some of these random it's names true. in here and people aren't going to know it. But if There's, you show them their face, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the guy from such here, and such. I'll tell you why I appreciate character actors. I appreciate character actors is because... You get to see them do a lot of different styles of roles mm-hmm. and believe them in their doing it. Yeah. When you see a leading man like Tom Cruise or somebody. If you don't have a strong supporting cast, your leading man is crap. Well, that's I mean, true that's too. true. That's true, too. You know? But I don't think, I think you have a lot more flexibility as a yeah. character actor. Oh, you know, yeah. Absolutely. You're not going to, it I'm, won't take you out of the movie if, and let, yeah. the way it would. If Brad if, Pitt showed up in the background as the garbage man in yeah. Burbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really you can't do that anymore. These like high end actors, like in the Avengers that we're watching, those actors. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna be so interesting to see what those actors go on to do because they have a whole lifetime of movies to create. Oh yeah, but but they're in that they're in that phase where they're like Richard Dean Anderson, yeah. where he's only referred to as MacGyver even yeah. thirty years but there, from now. There's a trend of people trying to get go back. You think? I mean, doing. Because we know... Especially into television for movies, going backwards into television. Yeah, Hmm. not these actors, I don't think. I don't see these actors from Avengers doing it, but we're already... They're already setting up what they're going to do next. Like, Chris Helmsworth, obviously, people are going to always know him as Thor, but now he's playing Hulk Hogan in the new Hulk Hogan movie. Yeah, dude. Is he? And Mm -hmm. I think he's he's going to kill it. He's going to kill it. And what's great about that is you get to cast... (laughs) Hulkamania, brother! (laughs) What's awesome is you get the shot... show Tampa lifestyle for an hour and a half. Oh, God. Uh, that would be awesome. I need a shower after that movie. What's sorry, amazing sorry, about Tampa. that is not the fact that Hulk Hogan that he's doing Hulk Hogan. It's the other characters that uh-huh. they're gonna work in. They're, oh, gonna, yeah. they're gonna get someone to play the Iron. The Chief. Junkyard Dog. They're gonna dog. get somebody to play the Junkyard Dog. So yeah. Yeah. All these great uh, actors that are gonna, gonna come gonna in cool. to play that is gonna be even more exciting. Wasn't than him. there a, a movie recently about wrestling where The Rock played The Rock, but he was younger? Uh, well, it's that one about the the family one about the girl. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. famous too. She's uh, uh she's in uh in WWE WWE right now. Yeah. Right now. So the Rock's just playing himself. They basically, I think, they cut his hair. They didn't do much. In, yeah, they uh, just kind of like made him look yeah. like the old style that yeah. he, you know, because okay. he's the one who found that girl uh, uh-huh. who became huge. And oh, everything. really? And it's supposed to be good. I well, think interesting. Wrestling name. God, I don't know. I don't That's know. how bad it sucks because it was such a big thing in my childhood that I don't know shit about. I couldn't tell you a single wrestler the last, that's wrestling right now. The last female no, no, that, wrestler that I remember female is Lita. Character. Oh, yeah, I don't know her name. Oh, okay. I don't is it Lita? That's the last no, one I remember. Was, damn, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It looked good, though. I yeah, mean, it does look it like does a good look movie. Like a it has the movie. guy from... Steve Merchant's from, uh, in it. Yeah, Steve Merchant. Uh, Nick uh, Foley. No, Nick Foley. That's Nick Foley plays about. her dad yeah. in it, and they. she looks like she comes from like a family of like soccer hooligans and stuff, so it looks like it's going to be really clever. I wonder if Mick Foley's in it. Maybe. He's still doing stuff. He's like uh, one of the main like uh, execs. Is he really in WWE now? Man, yeah. 
he's kind of a, he was a wild man back in the I day. I watched that Hell in a <laughs> Cell match the other day. Well, like a little five minute documentary on it, and Jesus, dude. He, There's a documentary series on Viceland I had taped like a week ago. Uh, it's called uh, The Dark Side of the Ring, and it was a whole special on randy savage and miss elizabeth and i was like oh i gotta tape this i think this is awesome oh, wow, yeah. and it goes into how oh, yeah. she they <laughs> they separated and she hung out with lex luger and got uh so addicted to drugs when she was uh with luger that she od'd and that's how miss elizabeth died with lex luger uh wow. as and they had to like clear him of any wrongdoing and everything and it was like so much backstory that you didn't wear and you had hogan's wife who was best friends with miss elizabeth on the documentary talking how this is what happened and this is what happened and randy uh was so protective of her in in the ring and outside the ring that uh it, he just kind of uh lost it himself after they kind of broke up but then i I looked, checked my DVR, and I didn't realize it was an ongoing series, and they have the uh, the Bret Hart story coming up, and I was like, oh, this is awesome, man. <laughs> so, we, we watched the uh, Andre one. Yeah, that was, a full, that was a full-length uh, documentary that on HBO, great. though. Yeah, remember that for the uh, documentary. That documentary episode that we're going to do in a few weeks, mm-hmm. I started my list. It's like 15, so yeah, I think it'll be. I don't know how well how well are versed are you in documentaries. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you better get, better get uh, watching. I saw this thing the other day talking, <laughs> talking about Andre the Giant. I saw this thing the other day, and it was this, this show on TV. And this kid's, this mom's like wanting to see what her son's dressed up as for Halloween. And he shows up, and he's wearing like, you know, like a wrestling onesie, but he's also got like a cap and then a little soul patch. Oh, nice. And she goes, Well, who are you? And he goes, I'm Andre 3000, the giant. <laughs> I can always appreciate a good fusion. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. That uh, all right, let's get to some character actors do it. here. And the way we do this, I've got like 15 actors here, and I have like a variety of movies kind of in front of us here, like 10 or 12 movies for each actor. I kind of kept it small. We got a whole, and, my, my, my guy gave me a sheet this morning. Yeah, when I, I know, up. right? Yeah, we don't have. Usually we don't have <laughs> any notes or sheets, but this, this, just this type came of thing. In it, from the boss. Yeah. Yeah. This type of thing, it helps. I do it more for you guys because I know this. Oh, really? Because you guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> well, that's what he, that was what he, that's what you're supposed to read between the lines, nice, dude. <laughs> but, uh, no, but I know I can, pick, I can pick some random Ruben Blades movies, and I'm not sure everyone uh, at the table can. Yeah. No, <laughs> so. I, I went ahead and pulled up every single person's picture on my phone because I there's some of them on here yeah, that I the don't know. people that don't know, you can't yeah. recognize their yeah. name. You might have to do something like that but we'll, i mean like you'll be able point, to we'll, point we'll be able to tell you a character that you can say oh that oh absolutely guy. right yeah and i guarantee that when you look at this list and you see these names in the movies under them you you know who they are in at least a few of those roles so i say we start with the big dog here man the big monkey. Uh, well and it's interesting because what i've done here is i've listed how many kind of credits they have on imdb on here and some of them are pretty big the biggest one it seems is on that last page the one in the middle wow uh and then the least amount is on that front page on the top right. Hmm. The character actress is one we have coming up. We have an actress that only has 26 credits because she died very young. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some sad... It we'll start not, right off with the sad one. Which is, in any way. Now, are any of these people dead? Yeah, the first one we're about yeah. to talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah let me look at the other, the other uh, people. Uh, the second uh, one underneath him, I think, is dead, too. No. What are you talking about? I thought I heard that he died too, but I don't know if he the, did or not. The one right under him? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, we just saw him in Mandy. 
I didn't see, see Mandy. That's I, I, I okay. Yeah, I was fine. confused because I remember seeing him in that Poor and thinking bastard. to myself, I thought he died. Maybe he's dead now. There's two. The, no. the guy on the last page on the top is dead. Okay. Well, at least it's not like seven like the last one. Yeah, that's true. We did that a lot of, <laughs> hey, they just you know. They just keep dying. <laughs> they just keep dying. Like, I don't know why, but people do that. We all get old. <laughs> As Dave told us last pod, we talked about Goot. We all get puffy. <laughs> uh, but this was an actor that, from what I heard, did not turn anything down because he just loved being in the industry and everything. And this is the fabulous Dick Miller. Now, Dick yeah. Miller is a staple. Like, everyone knows Dick Miller from something. Yeah. You know, because he's been in so many things. Uh, certainly in the 70s, the 80s, it was po- probably his big thing. And I could have listed more movies on here. These are the kind of the, the ones that I think the majority of people will recognize him from. Yeah. Uh, when you think Dick Miller, of the ones on this list, which which one goes to your mind first? My very first thing that pops up is Gremlins. Yeah. Gremlins is probably his most exposure that he Gremlins, had. Gremlins, I would say, too. But and even I the also, second one, too. Because he, I also he was, saw The Burbs a lot. Yeah, the Burbs a lot, and it was a, such a small role because, like, was this in Burbs, he was just the garbage man. And a lot of these movies are Joe Dante. If we're going through them, uh, he's a guy. He's that dude's dude. Uh, the one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. <laughs> six of those are Joe Dante films or connected with Joe. And that's Dante. another great point about character actors. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can if you're a director. Yeah. And you, you if you've done stuff with people before. If you're before, a Spielberg guy, you know, you're going to be in a lot of different yeah, Spielberg and you movies. Get a cop. So. Oh, we got the cop. And I'm sure we could almost see that in a lot of these films. There's going to be a patent. Like, if we look on the, uh, the first page all the way to the right, that he's all of a stone all, all over it, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean. I don't remember Dick Miller in The Terminator. He was the uh, uh, bartender. Huh. At the very beginning of the uh, one where he first comes to town. Yeah. Uh, Arnold. Yeah, that's how Dick Miller is, though. You know, he pops in one scene, he plays... He is the ultimate character actor because he will play the bookstore owner, the garbage man, the uh, the deputy cop. Right, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that type of thing. Uh, Hollywood Boulevard is one of my favorite comedies that was a Roger Corman production that Joe Dante and uh, his buddy who did Rock and Roll High School uh, were allowed to do, and it was hilarious. It was just this crazy exploitation... Uh, uh, showing how the industry worked in the uh, in the eighties with uh, blatant nudity and violence, and just give the audience what they want. It was basically like the uh, that Roger Corman story. Me today, but. <laughs> but it was funny. Then there was like actors dying on the set, and you just plug in a new one. Paul Bartel was the director, and he was just hilarious in it. And Dick Miller played the like the producer who just didn't give a shit. You know, he's like. How much money do you need? I'll plug this girl in there. I'll plug that girl in there, and she'll work for it. And it was just a hilarious romp riot. Uh, not on this list was The Terror, which was one of my favorite uh, Corman movies because it was one that had absolutely no story, and it made no sense when you watched it, but it got released anyways. Like, there was zero <laughs> plot involved. But Dick Miller was in it, and it had some scenes here and there that you thought were fun. Uh, the Howling. The Howling on the list here, he was the bookstore owner that I really enjoyed. He... Uh, ran the occult bookstore where mm. they came and he gives all that information that he needs to know. Your buddy, he knew him from Chopping Mall, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, was it Uncle Willie? Uncle Willie, man. And Demon that's, Knight. I love that he did that late. And that was a meteor character that he usually had. You don't oh, yeah. see him what on screen. What year did he pass? Uh, recently, like, like last year, I think. Like yeah, 2018? A few or, months ago. Could it, you think it was 2019? It might have been. might have been. It might have been at the very beginning of the year. Uh, we'll but agree. Very recent, for sure. But... Yeah, January Demon Knight. 30th, 2019. Oh, yeah, so this year. And 
he kept filming all the way up until he had to uh, go too. But one of the the biggest roles was way later in his career, nineteen ninety five, and I loved that he was put in that role. Yeah, that was such a great role. Yeah, Uncle that Willie, was great. man. <laughs> I love the scene, you know, where uh, he kind of takes him to the fantasy place, mm-hmm. you know, and like and the, just the idea of him filming that with all of, like thirty yeah. naked women surrounding him. <laughs> Uh, it's just but like that, he, he made that character like that is exactly what he would yeah. want. You know what I mean? And he got like, to play a demon once yeah. once he turned and everything. So it was just amazing. I'm surprised they never went on to another Demon Knight movie on there. Uh, but yeah, the great Dick Miller. It's he's probably one of the more recognizable ones from the eighties, seventies, uh, and eighties that people are like, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. No matter what I picture him in, I always picture him wearing like a brown members only jacket. Really? <laughs> like, in, Why is that? I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, I, it's I, what I, he would want him to wear. No, I bet you. I bet <laughs> he you must have been wearing it. One of his movies. I, no, and I was going to say, I bet you like. If you look at some of those movies, he is just wearing something similar to that in most uh, of them. If he I plays know, Piranha, a garbage man, Piranha he's, too. He's he played that guy who like ran the whole kind of uh, festival at the end. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> and I love that uh, clip you showed me, and I think you showed Dave too, where. Uh, it was behind the scenes from the Burbs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and he was like, so shut funny. the fuck up, kid. We're trying to do some acting here. Like, oh, man, it was so funny, too. I had yeah. never seen that before. And I'm sure Feldman was like, he's not even in the movie very much. Why is he yelling at me? <laughs> Feldman was that annoying kid at that time. He was just trying to... When you're in a, when you're in a room with like three or four hardcore veteran actors yeah. like that, you know, you kind of have to... You gotta step up. You gotta step up your game, you game, up your game yeah. and not be a uh, uh, dumbass kid. And he was just being a dumbass kid. And yep. the way Dick Miller was, he called him on yep. it. Yeah, was I love the silence that was. Yeah, he, he was too. just like, oh, okay. Like, Tom Hanks was right next to him. Yeah. I was like, I ain't saying shit. Yeah, <laughs> probably because I I agree with him. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, hilarious. So yeah, that's Dick Miller. All right, this next one. This is another actor that apparently people thought he was dead. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 69 movies under his belt, the amazing Bill Duke. Now, Bill oh, Duke yeah. went on to direct a lot of stuff, too. He directed that this. Rage in Harlem, That's right. uh, and it was a really great movie. But back in the day, I mean, we saw him in a lot of great action films, man. I mean, all those movies on that list. The first oh, yeah. three, for sure, were the first few things. I, I mean, saw. when you think of Bill Duke, you think of that badass with those piercing, mm. piercing eyes and deep, deep voice. I mean, he was very stoic. Like when you think of him, Predator. what do you do? You think Predator, Predator. when you think Bill Duke? Is that where um, goes, or I, you think something else? First, it goes to Commando. Really, Commando goes first. Yeah, huh? I, I, I don't know why it just. Does. I've seen Commando several times, but several times being like five compared to your probably oh, thirty. Thirty uh, easily. So yeah. that's um, why my mind doesn't go. But there. I mean, also Mac. I mean, you can't. Yeah. You know, um, I loved him in. Uh, Payback. Yeah. He was so great in Payback. Yeah, he was. I, I tend to think of him as Payback before a lot of different things. I, but co- I quote that line all the time. Yeah. Him and his partner. Against the law. Yeah, we'd, we'd help you, but it'd be against the law. Yeah. <laughs> in my line, I always go, anytime. Yeah. Oh, anytime yes. is so great. Anytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I loved him freaking out in Predator. That was probably yeah, my, my first mine. exposure. We're going to have me. I'm going to have me some fun. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have me some fun. Oh, oh God, man. man. And. Yeah, because I definitely didn't see Commando until after Predator. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure because Pre- uh, Commando was pretty early for me. I was probably like nine years old. I had to wait uh, for the majority of maybe it's just the way out, he but... dies. Doesn't he kill him? Like I think he dies with his. He gets that thing on his. Oh, you're talking Commando? Yeah, I can't Commando. remember how he dies. I, I think he like kills him through like a glass plate window or something like that. Like I, I think he fucks him up pretty good, and yeah. that's kind of probably like I'll throw you watch uh, him uh, in Commando. But who then... was he in? Um, who was he in Red Dragon? 
Red Dragon's a good question. I'm not sure who he was. I saw it was on his list. I'm assuming he's one of the cops. Yeah. Uh, because some of the other movies we have on this list, Action Jackson, Bird on a Wire, Menace to Society, Exit Wounds. Which who I, was he in Mandy? Uh, Mandy, he was awesome. Yeah, dude. Uh, Mandy, when shit went bad, uh, Nick he, he Cage. He was helping Nick Cage. Nick Cage at the beginning of the movie like loses his wife and he's like, now, yeah, I remember. Now he's obsessed <laughs> with now he's obsessed with getting revenge, but he's getting revenge against these like almost supernatural creatures that mm. have been like summoned up from hell and a group of like candy ass like uh friggin' uh what would you call them? Uh, cult. Yeah. Like a cult that he's got to kill. And he goes to build Duke's house in a trailer. Yeah. And basically, you they don't establish what relationship they had. You you just get the idea that... He can get stuff. He can get <laughs> stuff. And well, he, he probably knew him from... He had he had his bow and arrow. He was holding on to it yeah. for him. You know what I mean? And he like, alluded to, you really want to open this door and yeah. do all this stuff? You know, you Which want... makes me wonder what the fuck Nicolas oh, yeah. Cage There's was doing be a previous to, to this Mandy. life. Yeah. yeah. And I would love to, to see it with him and Bill Duke in it, but Bill Duke was the guy who got him every weapon he needed. So and now that awesome. he's dead, uh, he's just not possible. He was yeah. the... <laughs> <laughs> Trying to kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was the police chief in uh, Red yeah. Dragon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And t- he was in X-Men The Last Stand, which uh, it's a shame that it was the worst X-Men movie that he had to end up being in, but I think he played... Uh, I think he played Trask in uh, X-Men Last Stand, mm. I want to say. I'm not completely sure. Uh, he's I'm very just, noticeable. You know, if you see him in a movie, oh, yeah, you, you, you recognize instantly. him immediately. Yeah, instantly. And like I said, he went on to do some really great directing stuff and everything, and he's, he's a staple that's been in Hollywood for years and years and years. And I'm surprised as many action movies he's been in that they didn't they never worked him into The Expendables because he certainly deserves it. For real, He man. certainly deserves it. With, I mean, he, from Commando and Predator alone. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's just from those yeah. alone, but... Uh, Exit Wounds, I don't remember Exit Wounds. The, is that the Seagal one with DMX? No. Seagal has uh, three names in his movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one with DMX and... On uh, Ground. Out for Justice. Yeah. Out for Justice. Out for Justice. Hard to Kill. Hard to Kill. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's yeah. all three letters. Uh, 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 executive decision. Uh, but he, but technically, he, he wasn't his movie. He <laughs> killed his ass off. <laughs> Uncredited. I cannot be in this movie. You will have to. Yeah, kill he won't change the title. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Yeah. Uh, kill him. Oh, that's good shit. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. All right, so this next actor, this is another actor. Me and Dave, I know, knew him very early on, mm-hmm. and he went through like a physical transformation, oh, like yeah. over the years to to the kind of very menacing looking character he is now. And this is the amazing Stephen Lang, who can play. He's like a chameleon when he plays things. He can play sleazy, uh, like in that in Manhunter. I mean, he's a sleazy kind of reporter yeah, yeah. that gets. Uh, kidnapped by the main uh, killer Gets and like set sets on him fire. on fire and he and uh, kind of demoralizes him and does a whole bunch of shit to him and you kind of don't feel bad for him at all. And Project X, the same thing. He was kind of one of the asshole guards that was being mean to the monkeys. You're like, all right, this is what Stephen Lang's kind of career is going to be. But then he made that switch in the hard way where you were like, is that the same actor uh, playing him? Because he got big he must have worked out between like yeah. i mean he's a tall guy anyway yeah, he's yeah. probably like six three but you never got when you looked at manhunter he looked like this weasley yeah, guy yeah. that you could just push but over still the real transformation for me is when he did gettysburg yeah when he did gettysburg well that was almost not only physical but his acting style himself he went next level when he i mean if you look at the movies here he 
he, it's a good kind of escalation to get to where he was with uh, Gods and Generals uh, and Gettysburg. But uh, Gods and Generals, he was good. He, he played, played two different Pickett, characters, right? Pickett and Gods and, and General, and, and then he played uh, God, the famous, the famous um, cavalryman. Cavalryman. Yeah, yeah. I should be. I can't remember. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're the history guy. I know. <laughs> no, I don't come to you. But in Pickett, he had that great line in Gods and Generals when he, he, he the, you know, Pickett's last charge. Yeah. Like was supposed to up cemetery ridge to try to take the north in a valiant, but they had to ride across like a mile of field, just being hailed with bullets and cannons. And he comes riding back from the fog, and and the and General Lee's like, "Get your men together." He's like, "I have no men." Like. Everyone oh, of his men fuck. was killed. Wow. For me, I I really got notice of him when he did the hard way as the party yep. crasher. Yeah. When he was the party yeah. crasher, he played insane. I don't he think he's in. ever played that character. I mean, a little bit in Tombstone when he played Ike. Mm. But, oh, that, uh, he was good at Ike. But yeah. remember him like yeah, with the with the cold him. cream on his face, screaming at the screen, "No, me to you, me to you." Mm. When he was screaming in the hard way, when he was watching James Woods had the idea that he would go on live camera and, and like demoralize him and saying the party crashered uh, must not be able to get it up and that's why he's not doing this shit <laughs> yeah. and then he freaks that's the fuck they out did. on his own television they, and, uh, they, they did the same thing that. on Manhunter that he ran yeah. the ad well, yeah, saying yeah, that he true. couldn't get it up <laughs> Huh. It's interesting. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And like Babe Ruth, he played Babe Ruth. That was a Did TV he play movie. Babe Ruth? Uh, huh. In a TV movie. I, have, I would like to see that. Yeah, that would be I an mean, interesting one to see. It was 91. So. I remember thing John that he Goodman did. playing Babe Ruth. Yeah, that was the Babe. Yeah, yeah. okay. My favorite thing he did is uh, Avatar. Yeah, and yeah. that's usually, and I mentioned this. Because I'm not a huge Avatar fan. I liked it a lot. Oh, he took it next level, though. he was awesome. Yeah, he was great. And usually, if I'm trying to get people to know who Stephen Lang is, yeah, that's the that's movie I'll go to, because uh, everyone's seen Avatar. Yeah. Like, you know, the big guy in the suit that yeah. has to fight him at the end, because he was jacked, man. And that was the time where I was touting him as Cable, because he looks just like Cable, man. Yeah, I mean, you he would have to do anything. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. He wrote that would've. one, that, the really valuable one from 83, that comic. Oh, yeah. The first appearance of Cable, yeah. right? Uh, New Mutants 87. Yeah. It looks like Stephen Lang. Yeah, it looks like Stephen Lang from <laughs> Avatar. Yeah. It, it looks exactly like him, and it's very... And I loved him in that, man, where he he was talking to uh, Sam uh, Worthington. Uh, what was his name? Sam uh, Worthington. Is that what it mm-hmm. was? And uh, telling him, you know, you're... You have to be with the core here, and I need to yeah, be able yeah. to uh, depend on you, and I'll get you your legs, kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, man, he was so just intimidating in that role. Now, I haven't seen Don't Breathe, but I hear great things about it. Do you I know what it is? It. Yeah, is it good? That's, that's the he's one, the blind he's guy. He's the blind guy, yeah. yeah. And they break, two kids break into his house, and they don't realize whose house they're breaking into? Yeah. It, it, was Did he turn on, he was just a badass, or was he a serial killer? Um, I don't remember if he was a serial killer. But he was trying to kill them. I mean, they they yeah. un- overestimated what yeah. his abilities. Yeah, was he for justified? sure. No one would have thought. So that. was he justified to try to kill? Oh them? yeah, absolutely. he looked crazy too. He like scars um, over his eyes, so you could so, tell that he's immediately blind. And and they they've done this movie, and it reminds me. I don't know if it's the same Wait one or not. <clears throat> yeah, where she's uh, blind. Uh, Catherine with uh, the fridge scene. Yeah, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty much that movie. Really. Um, except so it's these three, like maybe 20, 20 I know the girl, uh, Lynch, she's the girl from Suburgatory was the main girl in this. She's very popular. Yeah. Um, it's like three twenty somethings, you know, and they want to, um, he has a bunch of money in the house, you know, and they're going to go in and rob him, you know, and like, don't know whose house you're ever walking into, man. Well, they know he's blind. They know he's blind. They're like, it's just a blind guy. Like, what can he do? (laughs) You know, and just all of a sudden the tables get turned and like 
<laughs> Shit gets intense. I yeah. mean, it's not like a, oh my God, that movie was incredible. But, it, but if you're a Stephen Lang fan, it was a good movie. Really yeah, it was a good movie. We, um, um, and the ending, like, I won't say anything about it other than just like, it, it's got a kind of, oh shit, ending. Oh, nice. You know? Um, cool. He yeah. came to Ocala. Stephen Lang did? I remember I sent you a text that he was doing something. He, was, he did a one man performance oh, in man. Ocala. Where really? he did like fifteen different monologues yeah, as different sure. characters. Should have went so. Oh wow! He did one as it was a drill sergeant. One was a cop. One and he did a whole bunch of just monologues. Yeah. It wasn't cheap. It was like seventy bucks. Yeah, but yeah. it was like an hour and a half of just him on stage going crazy. That's interesting. And it's in Ocala, huh. which huh. if you know Ocala, they don't get good stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen Lang's better than that. You're better than that, man. <laughs> oh, we just had Garth Brooks here last weekend. I heard. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Did yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he man. filled Ben Hill. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm sure he does. No, I. I avoid down. One of yeah, my down down. Yeah, sure. one of my coworkers um, said we're a big country music fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I like. I got friends in low places. You know, you do. Uh, yeah, I do. No, I. <laughs> um, oh, that's a song. Uh, You're friends with us. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a song. No, but a buddy of mine, uh, like a coworker of mine. Uh, they live like three or four miles from the stadium said that like you could just hear it crystal clear from their house they're not garth brooks fans you know and (laughs) they they were just like it was terrible like you could hear it like (laughs) if somebody was just playing it in their car outside your house like oh god awesome yeah (laughs) all right let's move on to this next guy this next guy has the lowest count on uh, imdb but he has put in some really great stuff and he's recently became really big on uh, television for Fear the Walking Dead, and this is the, oh, he's on that now. Yep, he, he's. Uh, I don't know if he's oh, on it still, but he was I'll on it the first what. two seasons. Um, well, let me get his name out. Or is it about him? No. Go okay, ahead. go ahead then. It's not about him. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's why you should go, and then I'll go oh, to him. Uh, I have to say, I I liked the Fear of the Walking Dead. I only saw three or four seasons of Walking Dead, but I liked the Fear of the Walking Dead better. Yeah, we hated it. Really? We wa- we watched it for the first two seasons, which that guy a lot. who had the yacht. It was awesome. That yeah. actor. Yeah. It was great. We watched it for two seasons, and then we were like, we just don't care about this show. You know? Yeah. I like The Walking Dead better, but even that, I'm not watching anymore. I just get, get on a boat and go to an yeah. island. Get yeah. on a boat, go to an island. Yep. That's all I do. <laughs> as long as you just check the you're boat not, first to make sure exactly, you're not bringing exactly. any goddamn zombies yeah. with you. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what we're talking about here is the great Ruben Blades, who is, uh, yeah, he's done 49 films, or he's at least credited for 49 films. That doesn't include, like, upcoming movies as he's doing right now. But the first movie on here is probably the first movie I saw him in, which was Critical Condition. Is that which, was Richard Pryor? Richard Pryor. Yeah, and, at the and, hospital. Yeah, Richard yeah. Pryor at the hospital. Power goes out. Power goes he out. Bob to be Saget a was in there. And, yeah. Uh, Bob Saget, Randall Tex We Cobb, saw this recently uh, together. Rachel Tudikin is really good in this. Uh, yeah, I saw it somewhat recently, too. I own it. I, so yeah. I saw it with you yeah. with it in the last six months. Oh, that's cool, because it, it's a fabulous movie. I love Ruben Blades just played his friend. He was like an orderly that was helping Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor like, was in the the facility where he was like criminally insane, and uh, he got him out of there and pretended to be a doctor. It was fun. But for me, for my money, I, I probably could guess that Predator 2 is where you go. Yeah, absolutely. For me... Disorganized crime. Yeah. I love disorganized crime more than probably anyone else because oh, this is, and that's what I think of him when I think of yeah. This. I think of him mm-hmm. in that those he's in that really nice suit with the cowboy boots and just getting pissed off very easily when he's like, "What do we got?" To, when the other guy's like, "What do we got to lose?" and he screams, "My patience!" <laughs> and then they introduce another thing to him and he's like, "Wait, don't you just kick me in the nuts?" <laughs> I love Ruben Blades. What a, what a great movie! That, that is such an a fabulous. I don't know movie. that I've ever seen that one. Oh, it's I, so good. Watching the guy from L.A. Law. Yeah, Corbin Burnson. <laughs> yeah, poor motherfucker. It, 
Disorganized Crime is on my top 50 movies of all time, and it's one of those movies that probably shouldn't be, but it had an effect if you're on me bank when I first saw it. robbing movie fan. So good, man. This is the one. It had such a B... It almost had, like... It was filled with character actors, really. It wasn't really a lead actor on there. The closest thing you probably come to as a lead actor was uh, Lou cool. Diamond Phillips. Or maybe Carbon Burnson. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he was just for TV though. I yeah. mean, he wasn't really a leading actor of Major League. I mean, uh, yeah. and stuff like that. But if you're looking at Ruben Blades movies, I mean, he did some great stuff. Another one that I I love that I have to rewatch because we've we've actually talked about it like three, two or three times over the last couple of months is the Super. Yeah. Remember he was yeah. he was the one that was kind of helping uh, Joe Pesci kind adjusted. of acclimate to <laughs> yeah. that life in the the shitty apartment. Right. Man. Uh, so funny. I man. like that shot when he turns his alarms going off on his car. He goes to shut his alarm off, and then it's just the frame. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's <on> right. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I can't remember that man. The Corvette was just sitting up on blocks. <coughs> now I love the two Jakes on this, and if you're not aware, the two Jakes is the sequel to Chinatown. Yeah, and I haven't seen it in forever, but I loved it. I loved when it. I watched it. I <coughs> definitely need to rewatch it, probably after Chinatown, so I can kind of remember the connection. But I was a huge two Jakes fan. So why don't you tell us a little Predator 2 then? Yeah, and I mean, the one thing for me that's like Predator most recognizable... Yeah, they, they really Is did. Danny Glover in Predator 2? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Danny Glover. Um, uh, Gary Busey. And uh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah. I love his joke. He's like... Lucky's my specialty. Yeah, I love his... He's like, I went to the doctor. He, he wanted a stool sample, a urine sample, and a semen sample. I said, I don't got the time. Can I leave you my underwear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for some reason, that's what I always think of when I think uh, Brenda, too. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, the one scene that I would like, if I think Predator 2, the first thing that pops up is Reuben Blade's necklace hanging from the tree mm-hmm. and uh, the Predator going, Danny Boy. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know why. But I love like, him up in the, when he goes to the high rise apartment to go and get the thing. Uh, to get the thing that was stuck in the wall. Yeah, you and know? that's and, when the Predator gets it. It was him. really cool. He was like very stealthy going in there to get it and everything. And then, yeah, you heard the Predator and yeah. kind of. But his voice, like his accent, is so, so great, distinct man. to me. Like, Absolutely. You know, it's not just a Hispanic accent. It Like, it's his actual tone of voice. Yeah. Like, you know, you hear it and you're like, oh, yeah, I know him. Yep. You know, I like, love that. When you can identify an actor just by their voice, right. it's just that recognizable. Because at somewhere in your subconscious, he made that much of an effect on you by saying certain. Like, I could. I could literally go down this list and pick like my favorite line from all these actors because mm-hmm. it's just it's what resonates with me. Yeah, uh, with them and Ruben Blades. Yeah, those lines from Disorganized Crime would be it for me. But I remember The Devil's Own. I don't remember who he is in it. That's the Brad Pitt Harrison Ford one where he has uh, the Irish mob mm-hmm. or the Irish. Uh, IRA. He must have been one of the Irish. He must. I bet he's. No, I don't, he wouldn't have been Irish. He he's got to be with Harrison Ford. I would assume he's I with Harrison Ford. I don't remember him with Harrison Ford, but maybe. Uh, and then you've got Once Upon a Time in Mexico, which I've only seen a couple times, so I can't remember who he played in that. He was Jorge FBI. Oh, he's FBI. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Safe House, I never saw. That was the Denzel Washington one. Uh, and he was Edwin Diaz in The Devil's Own, whoever Edwin that is. Edwin Diaz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering who he was. I'll have to rewatch Devil's Own. That was one of those movies that I always really, really wanted to like, and it was always mediocre uh, when I the watched it. The was, was no- There was nothing that just really kind of popped for that movie that I really... If I want to watch a movie about the Irish IRA, I'll watch Blown Away way before I'll watch The Devil's Own. Uh, that was a good or movie. the... Or, um, <laughs> Not the Jack. Name of the Father, another great Name one. Name of the Father, yeah, and no. the and the one 
the one Jack Ryan won about with the oh yeah Patriot, Sean, games. Patriot games Patriot games Patriot games is a really good, good one man. IRA yeah it's weird that they come up with IRA movies every couple of years they're, and they're having problems now remember that nope. journalists right for the films yeah they, the journalists they got shot last week yeah damn yeah, because of the IRA man, groups guys are still fighting over there man still fighting the good fight or the bad fight <laughs> I bad suppose really, yeah. whatever Jesus. side you're on <laughs> they just hate the other group because they're one is Christian the other one's Catholic it's yeah. like they've just been fighting forever Can't we all just get along no nope. apparently not <laughs> no, no, no we can't <laughs> well yeah so I'm I'm super interested in seeing where Ruben Blade's characters goes that's why I liked him in The Fear of the Walking Dead because he played that older kind of yep. veteran character that just owned his shop and then kind of got put in this position where he's got to kind of survive with his uh, wife and everything so it was very interesting to see all right, this next guy here, man, and this guy has made kind of a, a huge kind of print in the horror community and just fantasy films and just almost all around. But if you look at the movies on there, for the most part, he is kind of he's super famous. If there was a horror hall of fame, he would be a first ballot kind of entry. And this is the great Brad Dorf. And he's a hell of an actor, too. 179, yep. Hell of an actor. Probably one of the best acting he ever did was the first movie he ever did. This was so oh, one early. Flew one Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. This was so early in his career that it was one of those and introducing Brad Dorff. Yeah. Like, this is some... Uh, in case he sucks, this is a 16-year-old yeah. who just threw in the movie because I think he was like 16 or 17 years old when he did this. His character and was... It was a very... Had a heartbreaking ending. Heartbreaking, and you really felt for him, and he had to do that stutter, which came across, like, super well. Like, yep. the, where did they easy. get this kid that stuttered? Not yeah. like this kid can is an amazing actor. But he stuttered. He should have been nominated, <laughs> yeah. because I know Louise Fletcher won the Oscar playing Nurse Ratchet, and... Uh, and that won Best Picture, and I wonder if Brad Dorff was even nominated for this, because he certainly should have been. But if you look at later in his career, uh, I could tell you, if I think Brad Dorff, my mind immediately goes probably to the opposite one of any of you guys, because I just think he puts in a role that's like, gives me the chills, and that's The Exorcist 3. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have picked that. I Exorcist- have two on here. One I'm actually in the middle of. Oh, yeah? Which one? Mississippi Burning. Mississippi Burning, yeah, he was a scumbag in that movie, man. Uh, man, he, he almost like uh, Gene Hackman really. Uh, yeah. When he had him in the barber chair yeah, and yeah. spun him around, yeah, and he was just, I'm not even moving. That's how friggin' uh, out of it I am now. How about you? When you think Brad Dorf? Um, so I also think Deadwood. I should say I that because he he was great shift. as the doctor. Graveyard the, shift. Graveyard shift was a one big of my one, favorite man. roles he ever played. It, it, very similar to how The Exorcist is because they let him just do that creepy monologue. <clears throat> you know, when you can let Brad Dorf just go in there with the monologue. My own special breed. Yeah. Rat. Um, Yeah, I mean, so immediately, you know, my mind used to go Alien Resurrection. Um, Interesting. But I really liked him. I know you're not a fan, but I really liked him playing the sheriff in Halloween and Halloween 2. Oh, well, he's always good no matter what movie he's in. Uh, he like there's just there's a scene where yeah, his, he's not the fault a movie does poorly. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I liked that movie. Um, oh, I there, liked the first. There's Halloween, a scene uh, by Rob where it's the second one that sucked. One of the girls is is dying and he's there with her and like it's just such like an incredible scene and yeah. like he does such a good job of like really conveying like a believable emotions yeah. you know and this, like the, that's the interesting thing with brad dorf is brad dorf went down this one path where he could have easily gone down a path 
playing Shakespearean characters oh, yeah. and got nominated for Oscars definitely. every single year. Yeah, definitely. But this is what he's really good at, and he, he comes in and he nails it every time. And he, he does this thing where he, like, trembles his voice, yep. you know? Oh, and, yeah. like, sometimes he'll even grit his teeth. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, you, know? you watch him. Watch him and pull up Who the scene. Who was he with... in Lord of the Rings? Oh, he was Wormtail. Wormtail. Or, or, right. He was the That's scumbag right. that was, right. like, right yeah, by the... Uh, remember, they... They took over the king's body mm-hmm. uh, that was yeah. being possessed, and he was the one that was making sure that it was kind of stayed like that. He was a scumbag. They ended up throwing him down the steps and kind of uh, let him run away like a worm. Uh, I loved him in Body Parts. Remember, Body mm-hmm. Parts was the movie with uh, Jeff, Jeff Fahey. Fahey. Yeah, Jeff. Great movie with Jeff Fahey, where Jeff I Fahey gets in a car that. accident. Yeah, and uh, he gets an arm transplant, yeah. and the arm starts doing weird yeah. shit, and yeah. he's grabbing his wife by the hair. We saw and he's, this like, recently. Beating people up. It, it, uh, he was a painter. He was the painter, right? Yeah. I might have showed you the scene from it, but I've seen the movie. It's I don't own the movie, but I've seen it, but it's probably been since I saw the theater. I think I've seen this in the last year. I saw it in the theater with my friend Ed, and we loved it. He, my friend Ed, was a huge Jeff Fahey fan, and at this time, no one was a huge Jeff Fahey fan. But even now, it might be a a stretch. But I love Jeff Fahey. Isn't he the lawnmower man? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I love him. Uh, But it's not like he's got uh, fans beating down his door. (laughs) 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 But in body parts, (laughs) Brad Dorf. Brad Dorf played the guy who that got his arm, and he was like painting all these the evil, other arm. evil shit. Yeah, the other arm, and he was painting all these evil stuff on the thing, and he was making so much money, and he was like, "Aren't you worried? Worried? Hell no! I'm making uh, more money than I've ever made in my life." So he was thrilled with it until after a while he wasn't. The whole <laughs> They'll choking, no, choking random people and yeah. everything. Were so. total uh, total side note. The last name just reminds me. Do you guys remember Dorf on, on golf? golf? Yeah. <laughs> Harvey Cor- uh, Tom Tim Conway. Conway. Yeah, Tim Conway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's funny stuff. <laughs> it was kind of silly, but yeah, at least you knew what I was talking about. Like, uh, oh, that's good stuff. All right, let's move on. This next guy, this is the guy I, t- I said earlier that he has a lot of connections with Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone loves him anytime he feels like he can work him into a movie. At least early in his career, he did. And uh, this guy's man. I mean, look at those movies. This guy has made a career out of some fantastic movies and a huge role in a. Uh, sitcom that became massively huge. Which one? Scrubs. Scrubs. Oh, yeah. he was huge in Scrubs. I'll tell you, the pleasure is just all on this side of the table. <laughs> 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 nice. That's the great John C. McGinley. 107 films. Loved him in all these movies, man. Oh, he's so good in uh, Platoon, man. Oh, man. Like, at the end. I just yeah. can't do it. When they at told the him end, just, yes. Oh, my when God. When he just thinks he's going home and yeah. they got to break it to him that he's not. He's, I'm just not going to make it, man. Yeah. And then he... Stabbed himself in the leg, didn't he? Yeah. No, no, that, that was a black kid. That was a black kid. Uh, that was. Yeah. Uh, you just got to the see in him. living color singer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Corey uh, something in, in living color. No, living color. Living color. Corey something. Corey uh, Glover. Corey Glover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's his name's nephew? Yeah. Who was it? Yeah. Who's? Oh, oh, Danny. Uh, Danny, Danny Glover. Glover. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You learned it here first, fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> How about Wall Street? I loved him on Wall Street yeah. as uh, it's like fist bumping. Yeah, Chuck Sheen's like Chuck. best friends who is just laughable, and they're kind of, I mean, they're not like uh, Wolf of Wall Street crazy, but they're still kind they're of amped crazy. up and everything. That was a great movie. Yeah, I loved him as the asshole in Point Break. When, yep. Remember when uh, Gary Busey went opposite him and said, I've been uh, at this job longer than you've been uh, jacking off to the Sears catalog. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the one that just... And it was interesting is they went on to do Surviving the Game together. 
after doing Point Break together. And so Iron the Game, man, it's an awesome role for him where he just got to be with... That was another movie that was just filled with character actors. Gary Busey, F. Murray Abraham, Charles S. Dutton. Uh, How did he Riker get it? Howard. How did he get it? I don't remember. That's that. interesting. How did... Uh, uh, John C. McGinley. I always remember yeah. how the rock. Because I'm rock. I'm rock got his legs blown <laughs> yeah. off. Uh, damn, I can't remember. I thought they got him with some spikes, like either either spikes. a deadfall or maybe it was like a a, a log swing with maybe. spikes or to, something like that. I'll have to rewatch Surviving the Game, man. Do you remember Article 99? It was a good no. movie. That was the one where uh, it was Kiefer Sutherland and Ray Liotta, and it was like at a vet uh, VA hospital, hmm. and uh, they were. The VAs were striking, so they went out to the crowd and they locked the doors. Uh, and the VAs were sitting there armed and wouldn't let people in. And they had like, uh, they had like these articles that they want them to read. We want better uh, care for everyone and everything. And the doctors were kind of on their side inside the facility and everything. It was good. It was hmm. uh, what was it? Ninety two. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, because you can't really shut down power to a hospital. Sure. And then we have 1994, you have that. You can, but... (laughs) You should. It will be looked down upon. Uh, On on Deadly Ground, three title movie there. Yeah, I I saw that as well. You don't have to keep guessing if they're all three titles. They're all three titles. (laughs) Seven has one of his most famous lines. We got a box. We got a box. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh, I loved him whispering to the guy's head, you got what you deserved, you motherfucker, or whatever the hell it was. We were really great. Uh, the Rock, he was great in The Rock. He was on the uh, team going in. Yep. He was on the team that took over. Damn. Was he on the team that took over or the team that was already in there? I think it was TakeOver. I'm not positive, huh. but I'm pretty sure. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to think about that. I'm trying to think of no, nothing to lose. Isn't that with Martin Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember who he played in it. I got to look that up real But quick. Office Space, that That's was a funny fucking Office oh, Space is where Tim he, Robbins and yeah, Martin Lawrence. Yeah. That was. Of of those type of buddy comedies, that was so fucking was, funny, that was man. one of my. Favorite I haven't seen it forever. I, own I love it. where where Tim Robin goes to punch him and he does like oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the he fist does that pump thing. and then hits him like like <laughs> a hammer fist. Like, well, what, uh, how tall is 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 uh, Martin Lawrence? Lawrence? Oh, like short. five two, probably like no, yeah. he's not five. He's not five, like five, Kevin Hart. Tim Robin is like six three yeah, or four. He, he's huge. Yeah. Uh, Office Space probably one of John C. McGinley's best known ones as one of the Bobs. Yeah. Yes, I wouldn't exactly. say I've been wouldn't missing. Be it. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's a straight shooter. I right celebrate there. his whole catalog yeah. myself. <laughs> Michael oh, Mi- Michael Bolton. Any uh, any relation to the singer? What's your uh, favorite song by him? Like I celebrate the guy's entire catalog myself. I love it. Where is that? You can, you can really just call me Mike. Oh, <laughs> where did that actor ever go? Like I played Michael Bolton. Oh, I, I haven't know. seen him in shit. Um. He was really know. funny in that movie, too, man. I, everyone was funny in that movie. That was great Mike Judge putting everyone together. Oh, yeah. I love Johnny C. Martin McGinley Lawrence and Identity, five, man. And he played a character that he didn't necessarily... They could have put him in several oh, of those he was roles. In, um, he was in Idiocracy. I know that. Really? another re- Mike Judge movie. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen Idiocracy. Oh, my God. So he must have liked him, that. too, to put him in there. I think I've seen it. You remember him in Identity? Um, he was the one his wife got, like, shot or stabbed. Yeah. Remember, he was, like... He was yeah, sitting yeah, over yeah, his yeah, wife yeah. the yeah, whole yeah. time and everything. It was played a very, a very sympathetic kind sympathetic, of character. Sympathetic, but also downplayed it a yeah. lot. Yeah, and that's not the character you usually get to mm-hmm. see John C. McGinley play. Man, and Identity was one of the most... Have you seen Identity there? I don't know that I have. Oh my God, man. That is one of the head trip movies yeah. that I can't... We can't ruin Identity, but my God. You get to the end, you're like, whoa. This is one of the most mind-blowing endings of any movie ever made. And when it happens, there's a scene where... 
uh, where they expose what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things I would love to go back to the theater and just look at the faces of everyone going, mm-hmm. holy crap. Yeah. Watch Identity. I'm sure we'll talk about it on a, uh, on a future movie. So the guy that destroys the fax machine, David Herman, he's been doing Bob's Burger. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Who is he in Bob's Burger? I'm not Character sure name? yet. Uh, oh. Additional voices. I went as far as I could go there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you always got to check stuff, man. That's good. why you should always check uh, IMDb. IMDb has all their characters' names. He's Mr. Right Frond. Yeah, I don't know Mr. who that Frond. is. Yeah. I've only watched one episode, I think. Uh, Bob's Burgers. Yeah. I've probably seen them all. <laughs> this I love Bob's Burgers. Right, I love it, too. Yeah. I love that that main actor um, pl- is the same one from Archer. H. John Benjamin. Yeah, he yeah. plays he plays Archer. Yeah, in the TV show. He's Archer. in a bunch of stuff. He's on Family Guy. He's is like, he in the Arby's spokesman. He's now? the yeah, yeah. he's the he's the you video, can hear that voice the, anywhere. Yeah, he's yeah. the video store clerk in Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. no, the, I thought it was like the Quickie Mart. Yeah, same type thing. of thing. Yeah. Oh, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, this next actor, and this next actor I've always loved, but arguably he's raking in money oh. for the Allstate commercials more than say. anything he's ever done, <laughs> which is weird, you know, when you think of how much great stuff he's done. Let's Allstate break into the FBI. I know. <laughs> and we we learned about him, obviously, I, Major League is where everyone kind yes. of was exposed to him. Uh, <laughs> this is the great... <laughs> this is the great... Justin said it. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me get his name out. All right. <laughs> Dennis Haysbert, who has done 129 uh, films... I loved loved him as the president. I was going to say that's my favorite thing with him. Ever. I, so you good know, I never got into twenty four, and he was awesome. On it. He was the president. Everyone, I guess, wanted I to just be president. don't like good shows. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was thinking that too. I didn't want to say anything, but you got to um, work your way right out of fascinated yeah. with TV. Man, you got to watch. You got to get back. Fascinated on board. TV does not exist. So <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I guess who ain't going to be a part of it? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you just start doing research right now. It's uh, funny. Now some of the great movies Dennis Haysbert's done. I love. Him in Mr. Baseball, loved him in Heat. He came in just to do that one small scene, but it was such yeah, a pivotal thing. And you felt you didn't. That was a great character where you had almost zero exposition of what where he came from, or it's short, very short. You know, they explained in 30 seconds. They did it quick. Hey, he was in prison and he's trying to make his life better, and his wife really cares about him and wants him to do right. And then it was almost like a whole story that we got to see Dennis Haysbert kind of play out within a span of probably. Eight minutes of screen time in like a three-hour movie, so it was it was amazing what he was able to do. I loved him in Thirteenth Floor as the detective who kind of figured everything out. Really great, and apparently he's been doing a lot of uh, animated work, which makes complete sense. I mean, that voice, yeah, I mean, that absolutely. voice is made for friggin' animation, and so he, he's done Kung Fu Panda, he's done Wreck It Ralph, uh, and Sin City, uh, Dame to Kill for. He came in to replace Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, really? Yeah, which I thought was brilliant yeah. kind of switch yeah. to be mm-hmm. able to do because you've got two huge, larger-than-life actors, uh, both size and kind of how grandiose style they are, but they also have that voice, man. They both have that crazy deep voice. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to talk about TV for just a second. Oh, because I, shit. I, I Maybe you're trying to work your way back <laughs> on thing with TV. Pop. Yeah, right? Um, so uh, one, of my favorite, that, yeah, one of my favorite shows is uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and him and Andre Brower, they both sound almost identical. Do they? Yeah. I see that. And so... Underbrower is the chief, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, the guy from Glory yeah, wears yeah. glasses. Um, and, and That's where you go. That's interesting. I always, I'm fascinated with where people go trying to explain actors to people. Uh-huh. Like Andre Brewer as, as Glory. Uh-huh. Yeah, where do you go? I usually would go... 
a lot of times my mind goes with whoever I'm speaking to that I think that they would know him right. from. Like Dave, it's easy. I know what Dave will know certain actors from. Uh-huh. But with me, Can uh, I, say I'm easy? I, I think <laughs> I think of him as uh, we got the lists. Remember, <laughs> I, I almost always go frequency or uh, or the mist. When Interesting. I think Glory is one of those ones that I always like four or five down the list that I'm like, uh-huh. oh yeah, he was in Glory. He was awesome. All right. Yeah. So they they guest star together, and um, there's this part where uh, Dennis Haysbert is an FBI agent, and they find out there's a mole, and so they have to go and break into the FBI. So Andre Brower says, absolutely, let's go break into the FBI. <laughs> and Dennis Haysbert goes, no, 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 say it like this. Let's break into the FBI. Let's break into the FBI. And they go back and <laughs> Oh, wait, forth. I did see the clip Remember, of that. I said oh, you that sent to it to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, it's so fucking funny that how similar funny. they sound and yeah. everything. You don't uh, think about it until you hear them right next to each other. That's probably my favorite clip of huh. the entire series, just Sean, having the two of them. Uh, Sean Astin's supposed to be guest starring this week. Oh, really? Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Dope. Hell yeah. Uh, I love Dennis Haysbert in Breach. As the kind of FBI agent that that knew Chris Cooper was doing all this shit, he had that great line at the end where he was like, "It's a bad day for everyone, Bob." And I loved him in that man. Yeah, yeah, that is sure it's great. Saw that one. If I was him, I don't know why you would ever do anything besides animation anymore. Or yeah, it's just, or I'll stick. Or I'll stick. Or I'll stick. Yeah. I mean, he is. How long has that been campaign been going a on? A long for him? time. I mean, twenty well, years. Fifteen, mm, maybe. I was going to say five or ten. Yeah, oh, at least more I'd say 10, ten at least. Yeah, ten at least. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, really good. All right, this next. Are you actor, in good hands? <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> this next actor, I've loved this actor ever since the first time I saw him. He's also a very tall dude, man. A very tall, uh, menacing actor who can play really bad and he can play really kind of sweet. And that's the amazing David Morse. Uh, Ninety-four films on his uh, thing. Now, where would you go when you think David Morse? Honestly, uh, my mind goes straight to his role in Concussion. Yeah, he's so like good in that, man. just oh. it's just it's how roll, far man. he took he that and like that. yeah, oh. I mean, good god, man. And if that was like I also go as not to go off on TV again, but he was <laughs> he played George Washington in the John yep. Adams uh, oh. series and it was really good. Um, but yeah, Concussion or uh 12 Monkeys. Yeah. How you about know? you, Dave? Green Mile. Green Mile. Oh yeah, Green Mile I love uh Dancer in the Dark. Uh yeah, Dancer in the Dark, man. Yeah, that's the Bjork one. I always go the It's a feel good family movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I always go the Langoliers, but for there's a part of me that likes, and it's probably a movie on this list that neither of you ever heard of. Is that Cry in the Wild? It was a TV nope. movie, mm-hmm. and I saw this might have been the first thing I saw him in that I recognized. Like Max Dugan Returns, I always watched him in, but he played a cop at the very beginning who had screen time for about ten seconds when her car was robbed mm-hmm. at the very beginning. He was there. So in Desperate Hours, I don't remember him in Desperate Hours. He must have played a cop uh, in it. That was the Mickey Rourke one where he was in the house with Anthony uh, Hopkins. But Cry in the Wild was a TV movie where he played this um, like mountain man who had like two teeth and he came down from the mountain and snatched a girl and kidnapped her and oh, brought shit. her up on the mountain. And it was avoiding all the cops that were on the mountain looking for him. Damn. And it was very creepy. And you thought he was going to kill her at any moment. And it, almost unrecognizable how nasty they made him look. And then from that, he went on to the good son. You know, he played the dad that uh, was completely oblivious to what the son was doing. Yeah. Or yeah. the nephew, I guess. Is, that he, wouldn't, he was Elijah Wood's dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't really remember much about the good son. I remember. Elijah Wood I remember Macaulay Culkin and like I remember specifically that one uh, point where they're playing up on the tree fort yeah Yeah. you know and like he goes to fall and he's like if I let you fall 
do you think you could fly? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know. And he overplayed it a tad, but he was still yeah. <laughs> He made up for it in my group. Oh, man. Yeah, no shit, right? Uh, Langoliers. I love him in Langoliers as the pilot. You guys seen Langoliers? I yeah, but I don't remember. Great uh, book, Stephen King book, but it was a great TV movie, two-part TV movie that was badly cast other than David Morris because it was filled with, like, Bronson Pinchot, uh, Al Balky. from Quantum Leap. It was all TV actors, like most Stephen King movies. For right. some reason, they throw in TV actors, but... David Morse was the budgetary only... reasons. Yeah, <laughs> uh, David Morse is not unfamiliar with uh, TV movies, but most of his stuff is pretty big Hollywood uh, blockbusters, and uh, he was great. As uh, the premise of that is like they were uh, they're flying, uh, yeah, a packed airplane, and uh, all of a sudden uh, a bunch of people fell asleep. David Morse uh, put the other t- uh, pilot in charge. I do, and when they woke this. up. Half the or ninety percent of the uh, plane is missing, but in their seats are like metal fillings, their watches, their uh, wristwatch, and the only people alive were the people that were sleeping at the time that whatever happened happened. Right, and, and they had you, to land, and yeah. And then you find out that Thanos snapped his fingers, and that's, that's where everybody went. I mean, told you, just no spoilers. <laughs> I, just because you have I'm the unfriended. power doesn't mean you have to use it. Absolutely right. <laughs> totally unfriended, you guys. <laughs> Green Mile, though, we should mention he was phenomenal. In Green that's Mile. my favorite. That, that was one of the it movies. It's probably his good wife to... was the one that was sick. Wasn't no, no, that was no, James. That was James uh, no, that uh, Cromwell. Cromwell. That was James Cromwell. Okay. He was the tall guard. Yeah, was, I mean, I remember who that was, was Tom that Hanks' was... best friend. Yeah, I thought his wife was the one who was sick. No, 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 no that was, that was, uh, the, that was ward, the, warden. the warden's wife. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so he basically had almost every scene with Tom Hanks too, man, and it was uh, he was phenomenal. That's not nerve wracking. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> I mean, if you're a good actor, yeah, I mean, you true. can pull it off. And you know what? They probably make them better. Yeah, people like the Tom Hankses of the world probably make you better actors. Oh, I'm sure, just by doing a scene with them. All right, well, this next actor and this guy, I love a nut job. I, well, <laughs> I, I kind of always refer to him as uh, he's got his own kind of style more than anybody else. There's a lot of <laughs> we've all heard of the great method actors. Clearly, we've got Sean Penn and uh, Daniel Day Lewis come to the top of the list. But mm-hmm. some of the lower ones that people don't even think about that put on performances and you see them in real life and you're wondering yeah. is he just kind of weird in real life or is is that guy and this is the great uh crispin glover yeah love crispin thought glover, you were gonna man. say jared leto no <laughs> jared leto's another one that kind of he falls into characters but every character you see crispin glover play oh, it's, yeah. it's a little different than the next mm. you know he he loves to play those weird strange characters and it's followed him through his entire career first thing i saw him in one of my uh, I think most people probably think Back to the Future when yeah. they think Chris McClover yeah. uh, as uh, George McFly. But I always go to Friday the 13th part uh, for the final chapter. And See, I don't remember him in my that. my favorite Friday the ter- 13th movie because it has everything you've ever wanted in a Friday the 13th movie. Is that the one where they're at the four. they're like at the house at, at with... Camp Crystal Lake? Yeah. Well, no, yes, it is. There's one where they're not at Camp Crystal Lake where the girl can't scream anymore because she's all freaked out and what's-his-name is in it, the Corey Feldman. You're giving him not much to work with. That. The girl can't scream? What Corey Feldman is... It, is the I end think of you're three. mixing. Remember are you sh- mixing Halloween and Friday Thirteenth together? The girl can't scream was in Halloween. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman was in number four. Okay, four there we go. Four. Yeah. He's the one that shaved his head at the end. Yep. Yeah. That was four. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> go back to we, me and my cousin do a Friday Thirteenth pod early in our run around yeah. episode sixteen. You can hear us really go into some Friday Thirteenth. But doors, he had a great death doors. scene. Uh, yeah. Before that, I want to okay. tell his death scene because he had one of the best death scenes ever. So he plays this character who, who's just trying to get laid with his friend the entire time. They're at the camp. And like I said, this is the best Friday 13th 
because it has the best death scenes, the best special effects, some great nude scenes. It's got Corey Feldman being funny and doing his uh, big part, and it was the start of the Tommy Jarvis kind of trilogy, which went on to 4, 5, and 6, played by different actors. Crispin Glover just played one of the obvious victims. So once he he finally <laughs> gets Johnson. he finally gets laid and he gets downstairs well, and he's he in the kitchen that. and he's grabbing the champagne and he turns and this is what we actually named the episode mm-hmm. uh, that me and Eric did. We're like, hey Ted, where's that fancy corkscrew? That's what me uh, and my cousin will will say to each other because then all, right when he says it, Jason stabs yeah. his hand with a corkscrew and then Crispin Glover turns his head and they do that reverse effect where the machete hits him right straight across the face uh-huh. and it was. Oh, such an intense because you got that two shot the yeah. hand and then the face and it was Ooh. awesome man really really played it off uh at close range was really fabulous that was when christopher walken kind of took him under his wing as a low-level criminal mm-hmm. and he was a scumbag man and he ended up getting his own do you remember River- river's edge i don't river's edge fabulous one of my cousin's favorite movies too were the it's kind of like stand by me but with like teenagers where they were like we we have a rumor that okay. one of our friends died. Yeah, let's all go see no, the body. No, I've seen this. And then they they know who did it, and a lot of it is just them grieving over the yeah. body and trying to come to terms with what has happened. Ioni Sky was in it. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Neo from Matrix. These uh, are like Keanu high school Reeves kids. was in it. All famous people came out of that movie though, and Crispin was one of them. Another role where it was he was just weird, man. You were wondering what the hell. And then not until 1990 did people realize how to use his weirdness, uh, <laughs> which is when David Lynch put him in Wild at Heart because he was. Like every other David Lynch character was just crazy in it. What was your uh, favorite? Why don't you talk uh, his character in The Doors? Who'd he play? He played uh, <laughs> he played the painter guy, right? The, yeah. What was his? Uh, Pollock. No, uh, uh, not Pollock. Pollock. Damn. <laughs> not Pollock. Uh, the guy that Andy did the Warhol. Campbell, Campbell soup can. Andy Warhol. Oh, and it, and it, until Bill Hader played him, it was probably the best, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Than, uh, <laughs> the best person to ever play him. No, <laughs> it's funny because... Andy Warhol was a genius, but not because he was a painter, because mm-hmm. he made everybody think he was a painter. That was his genius. He was obsessed with comic books. He liked pop art and culture. Well, him and Lichtenstein kind of created that kind of uh, that art-type style. And, uh, yeah, he played him great, man. He it was great. just weird. He was, like he was spaced the, out. Yeah, remember, he was the villain in Charlie's Angels, and then... I don't remember that. I was uh, going to say, that's actually one of the roles that I really remember him in. Like, I, I don't think he said a word the entire really? movie. Really? I don't even remember. I saw it once. He was, was like... It. I mean, there was a lot of, like... Um, Line work and stuff like that, where he, you know, because I mean, it was Charlie's Angels, it was, yeah. you know, an action film and everything, and all the uh, all that stuff was big mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but he he was a pretty good villain, um, and I don't remember him saying anything. Huh. Um, I loved him in Willard. I Willard was Willard? good. Yeah, that was with uh, remember he, his he, boss he, was uh, oh, oh, Arnie right? Emery. It was the Rats. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And this was a remake. That was a remake of a uh, famous uh, movie back from the fifties, uh-huh. where they did with all the rats. And they took it to another level where they were like CGI and them all around them. And yeah. his boss was the guy from. Uh, Full Metal Jacket, Arlie Emery, and he hated him, and he wanted to kind of have the rats attack like, him. That movie, Uncomfortable Bosses movie, that movie, and uh, Swimming with Sharks. Yeah, we could put like Evil Bosses. Evil Bosses, sure, like that Swimming with Sharks with the douchebag. Oh yeah, with douchebag uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, yeah. that was great. With uh, what's Frank Wally? He was yeah. awesome in that. <laughs> it was such a good. Movie. Uh, I'm probably the only one here who's seen Wizard of Gore, which was an amazing movie. Man, really, really great. He played like a magician that was doing this nasty stuff on stage, and you didn't realize. <laughs> you didn't what well, you didn't realize. <laughs> Clarify was, yourself. Well, he was like Gigi Allen. No, he was like <laughs> pulling intestines out of people's 
chest. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. But you realized it, that he was really doing the shit, and it was uh, it was a dark, gruesome. Yeah, gruesome you can make movie, anything man. look real if you just do yeah. it, do it yeah, for right? real. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna cut your head off. Oh, okay. Boom. Doesn't that look real? Like, no, now but, put it back on. No, I didn't say I was going to put it back on. I just said I was going to cut it off. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so the movie Nine. Have you re- have you ever heard of the movie Nine? Is that that animated movie? It was the animated yep. computer yeah. animated movie? And they looked like they were made Sock out puppets. of like they looked like they were made out of burlap or something. Yeah, and yeah they yeah, had like keys in the back of them. Little a lot of famous voices in it. Elijah Wood. Was uh, one of the voices? I don't know who the was Disney or Pixar. No, it was like an offshoot. I think it was just like Universal who did it. And Crispin was one of the voices of the guys. It was really great. Hmm. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that last movie, though? Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) man. I mean, this is your guys' favorite, probably. Uh, Well, I mean, recently, Back to the Future is the first one that comes out. I just know you talk about with one scene. Oh, it's just it's his storyline in Hot Tub Time Machine. From the beginning when he doesn't have an arm and he's just the biggest fucking asshole. I mean, just throwing their bags and kicking them down the hall. And, you know, then you wonder, they go, what is this guy been through? Yeah, you know, and off this much in life. Like, I think uh, I can't think of his name right now, but the guy asked him, is it Rob Corddry? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think he asks him, like, what happens to so his arm? That arm man? Yeah. And he doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. And then they go back in time and all throughout the movie. There's these just chance encounters that he's going to lose his arm. And, and he doesn't. And he doesn't, nice. you know? Oh, it's so good. Rob Corddry's excitement that it's going to happen. Oh, no! Like, man, I don't remember this movie. Oh, it's so funny, uh, Just man. that alone I have is seen such it, a good build really, really funny. Like, <laughs> All right, this next movie, and this was an actor I absolutely love, and we've seen him forever. Is, and, uh, and yesterday. And yesterday. We did see him in a movie yesterday. Is the great Luis Guzman. He's great. Man, he's awesome, man. 150 flicks, and you believe it, man. He's a staple of the 80s and the 90s. You look at those movies there that we've got listed. Let's just what, – what do you think of those movies? I mean, first one that's the most fun to me is Waiting. I, I love, really? I, I love, like waiting, but it scares me. You know? Oh, yeah, no, it's gross It'll as shit. It'll keep you but. from eating out, for sure. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I don't really remember him in Crocodile Dundee 2. Oh, he was the bad guy. He was. I, I was trying. He to was on the, the crew. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I, I loved him in the cowboy way, just because. Yep. Remember when they tied him naked? They pulled his pants down. Oh. And he says, "Oh, I am embarrassed. Yeah. Our friend here ain't wearing any underpants." Yeah. <laughs> traffic. Uh, traffic. He was really. Good. I, li- I like that. I just like that scene when they were meeting with before they were trying to set up. And he's like, Let me story. tell the joke. Let me yeah. tell the joke. Let me tell the joke. Do you remember the joke? I, I if, you, if you started it, I probably could finish he's it. He's like, how is a woman the same as a hurricane? Because when you meet them, they're all wet and wild. And when they uh, when they get out of there, they take your car and your... Uh, and all your uh, shit. And all, <laughs> and all your shit. Yeah. <laughs> him and, was it him and Cheadle, right? We're in the scenes together. Him I think it was Cheadle. just him and Cheadle. And they went in to see the the other actor, Fregel. Fregel Ferrer, yeah. And he's like... He's like, you're fucked. And then Don Cheadle's like, no, he's fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely loved him in Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, he was so oh, great as the club great. owner. Yeah, he was man. trying to always work his way into yeah. the porn movies. And I, he was so great, man. Uh, out of Sight. I loved Out of Sight, man. We don't talk enough about Out of Sight on this uh, pod. We haven't yet. Uh, the great Steven Soddenberg movie with Clooney and uh, J-Lo, man. It's such a great, great movie. Uh, he was amazing in that. that. Is that oh, the one where she's like, that. she like, we tussled. Yeah, we tussled. She came in and the black guy was intimidating her and she yeah. pulled out one of those. Blackjacks? Ex- well, no, it was one of those. Ex- yeah, they call them blackjacks. Yeah. And just 
beat the beat hell his out ass. of him. Yeah, beat his arm. I'm trying <laughs> to remember who he is in Keanu. Yeah, I've only seen Keanu once. Yeah, I loved too. it, but it I could just imagine him dude. being in it. Is it yeah. really great? Biography about the, uh, the great Keanu Reeves? It's it's about a cat. No, the cat. Remember the Key and Peele? Where they have the little cat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Keanu! <laughs> I can't believe I haven't seen this movie yet. Yeah. You haven't seen it? Oh, it was good, No, man. did we see it? Oh, I loved it. We watched it. I, I don't know. I remember it once. when it came out. Yeah. I saw like, it that's really the greatest later. movie that's ever going to be You can made. say it out loud. We'll hear you. <laughs> I, said I, thought I, I thought you did see it with Paul. No. I, I saw it with uh, my wife. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see it. Definitely didn't see it. I love to make <laughs> in the Count of Monte Cristo. You can make like ten of those and they'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, those guys. Well, uh, Key is uh, or uh, Peel is too big now to even be in movies anymore. Whatever, yeah. man. He better. He, eventually, he will. But he is on a run now with all the horror movies he's doing and with the Twilight Zone. He's just too damn busy. Uh, I love Luis Guzman in uh, Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> Do you remember in Count of Monte Cristo? He was the guy that helped him get to the yes. Uh, yes. get to the island, yes. and then he became his kind of right hand man after that for a while. I'm uh, trying to think of there's there's one movie where he's and it might have been the one you were talking about. I he's standing out front of like a mansion and he's talking to somebody and they're like gonna make a deal and the deal goes wrong for some reason. But he's like he's a, the head drug dealer. I'm like I I'm trying to remember hmm. it. I think it's a comedy. But I can't fucking think to of it. Think. It's not coming to mind. I don't I think it's on the it. list here. And there was a bunch that he Definitely had. Definitely not on the list. I had to kind of limit it. Louise had so many good movies that I kind of had to limit him here. Snake Eyes he was in. I'm not remember. Was he one of the cops? I think he was one of the cops. We saw him in Black Rain yesterday when we watched it, and he was on the screen for probably 10 seconds. 10 seconds. And, uh, so you could tell that was super early on where he was just trying to make his chops. Same with Crocodile and the T2, but he's got that very unique look like a lot of these actors and he's, do. he's a hell of an actor. He is a hell of an actor, yeah. He And he's never starred in anything because a lot of these actors we're talking because about he's a have, character yeah but a lot actor. of these characters we're talking about at least have had yeah, the, some true. of their things that's true. like Crispin Glover has done Willard yeah. and Wizard of Gord where he kind of ran that whole thing uh, but a very similar actor let's move on to this next guy another actor who is always a character actor never a lead guy everyone kind of recognizes him and he kind of looked completely different in say Animal House does he, than he does now and he plays different characters obviously is the great Bruce McGill yeah he's uh, great I love Bruce McGill man I love him in Animal House uh, he was great in all, a lot of those early flicks he was in but I think the first time it really resonated with me uh, of how he can play that really great sarcastic character was probably the last Boy Scout he was the guy that was sleeping huh. with uh, Bruce Willis's wife playing his bo- boss. Yeah. yeah. He's like, it's an accident. It's an accident. Oh, I saw you. You tripped and you fell and your dick fell on my wife. Yeah. <laughs> Did he go outside and get blown up? He got blown up? up? Yeah. 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 He's, like, he's up? like, who's in the closet? What are you talking about? There's nobody in the closet. Oh, yeah. that was a I'm great gonna, scene, <laughs> yeah. man. I'm going to put a bullet hole in this closet yeah. on the count of three. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead. You're crazy. One, two. No, 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 no. <laughs> what about you, Dave? What do you think of when you think Bruce um, McGill? My cousin list? Vinny. Yeah, he was so great. Where he kind of like was, yeah. He was the one interrogating Ralph Macho. So you shot so the you, cop. So you shot the uh, you shot the sheriff. I yeah. shot the sheriff. I shot, I shot the I shot, I shot the clerk. The I shot the clerk. Yeah. So you're admitting you shot the clerk. Yeah. What? Wait, what? <laughs> I shot the clerk. <laughs> <laughs> Aiden and the Benton. <laughs> great line. Is that a big thing? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he I mean, helps him out at the end. Yeah. He's yeah. the one that runs the plate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he runs eventually the runs the plates. Yep. That she gave him. He was great as the cop in Time Cop. Uh, he was the he was, he was the crooked great. cop, right? No, he was his best friend. 
Oh, I thought. Oh, no, that's he was right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's then, right. That's uh, right. I loved him in The Insider. Man, he was so good. He was the Southern District Attorney that was trying to was get he? the. Uh, he plays a good lawyer. Type. Yeah, and this was probably the best thing because he got to lose it uh, on the guy on the stand mm-hmm. or screaming at Wings Hauser because he remember he was standing in front of everyone. He says, "I will get this des- uh, deposition heard," and just. Uh, what he what did he scream? Wipe that smirk off your mouth! And man, he got really really angry. And uh, the insider, you don't get to see that much. I feel like there's one that I really remember him for, but you don't have it on the probably. List. I mean, there's 158 films, see, man. Yeah. He's got a lot. I, and it's a small law-abiding one. citizen was one that uh, you he was really you good remember that. that oh, yeah, absolutely. He died in that car uh, oh, explosion, right? Like multiple, like car all explosions. the cars, yeah. yeah. All of Jamie Foxx's friends all getting into their cars at the same time, and he's standing there and. All of their cars blow up. Yeah, like I love that you can see him playing that lawyer, the chief of police. Those are like the big roles for some of these guys because if you look at his early career, I mean, he was that physical kind of actor playing in Animal House. He was that. Remember, he had that crazy mustache, and he was kind of one of the wild men. And then in Wildcats, he was one of the football players. And uh, Club Paradise, I'm not sure who he played in Club Paradise. I haven't seen that in so long. I love the I, Robin Williams I, one. I feel like I feel like he was. He was gay in that movie. Like, Maybe I, I don't know why I remember. Can't remember him that, him way. that. He was also in Three I Fugitives. Think like it was a weird character for him that hadn't played that. Three Fugitives. He had to have been a cop. I'm not sure. Same with that Perfect, Perfect World. World. What a depressing movie that is. I don't know. It was a good movie. Though. It was a good. It was movie. a really good movie. But it had some scenes that were pretty sad in it for sure. Uh, cliffhanger. Cliff- I'm trying to remember who he was. Treasury agent. In Cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. He must have been. Yeah, I'm trying to think who was a treasury agent. He must have just come in for a small little role in that, too. Yeah. But he's amazing, man. He's also, and I should mention that he, he's one alive. of my most memorable things from him is on a TV show, he played an awesome, awesome Tales from the Crypt episode where that, it was uh, Terry Garr, Bruno Kirby, and him, and they were going to pretend to uh, fake his death. And then what oh, he didn't yeah, realize yeah, yeah, is yeah, that yeah. his brother and his wife hated him so much that they decided to get rid of him permanently. Yeah. And everything. And it was uh, actually directed by Michael J. Fox. And Michael J. Fox came in as the attorney and everything. But there's a great scene where they actually got him in the coffin. They're like trying to do this insurance scam so well that they put him in the coffin. And uh, Bruno Kirby and Terry Gargan on top of the coffin while it's moving <laughs> yeah. to get cremated and everything. Yeah. And they he almost gets killed. But remember, they send him off to like this desert island and, to change his face and everything until he comes back well they're waiting for Bruno Kirby he's waiting for Bruno Kirby and his wife to show up with the money and they never show up so he ends up having to come back to the states uh-huh. when he comes back to the states they don't. They pretend they don't know who he is we're like our brother uh, my brother died I don't know yeah. what you're talking about and he looks completely different we're like I don't know who this guy is but yeah. he's claiming to be my brother oh. he ends up getting the chair at the end and he has like a great final line where he's like fuck it yeah. <laughs> like cute him it's awesome man but that's definitely one of the most things that I think of the most. There's a lot of those Tales from Crypt episodes that a lot of these character actors go on to, and they kill it, too, and he was one of them. All right, this next guy. Also, first-round Hall of Fame horror actor. For sure. And he, he's done a lot of work, man, and a lot of his work is also <laughs> kind of uh, animation and horror. Uh, it makes up the majority of it, but he's one hell of an actor, and that's the great Tony Todd. Yeah. I mean, does anyone... Which- character was he in in a uh, platoon he was just one of the grunts yeah he was one of the grunts if you saw him he was just in that group with everybody else I, he might have even been the he's candy man right yeah he's candy okay man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what everyone i don't think is anyone who's ever gonna not remember him as candy <laughs> right. man i mean it's certainly the easiest thing to go yeah, to i know he was the security guard on lean on me yep yep 
great movie. And he yep. was one of the guys in the house in the Night of the Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. He played the, the black guy that yeah. would showed up, and yeah. it was a huge character for him. That was a probably his first big role, man. Guys, yeah. And he killed that role. Uh, the Rocky was great in it uh, on The Rock too. He's he one was, of the bad guys. Yeah, mercenaries get paid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. part of that uh, group that uh, Ed Harris's group that just fractured. Yeah, him and the guy from Fargo, uh, season two, that uh, Bohem guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they both killed it in that movie. And the Crow, he was like one of the bad guys. Uh, oh, really? Crow. I think he worked for Michael Wincott in The Crow, so he he played an asshole in that. I love Wishmaster. Wishmaster, I haven't seen enough. That I don't remember. Uh, Final Destination. You remember Final Destination? How did he get it? That was the first of the many roles of him being the guy that you meet in the alley who tells you what's going on. Yeah, no, he never dies in any of the Final Destination. (laughs) He he tells you, you and all your friends are going to die. Yeah. He was in a lot of them. And there's nothing you can do about it, and now I've told you. I won't even get in the car that day, then. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. Final Destination 2. I would hang out with Tony yeah, Todd. Probably, so. yeah. <laughs> Tony Todd will keep you safe. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I'm just going to be right here with you. <laughs> I should mention, I, I loved him in the Hatchet movies. Absolutely loved him. And the first one, he was only in it for like three minutes. And it was a great scene where these kids wanted to rent this uh, boat out on the swamp for a, uh, for a haunted tour and everything. And they knock on his door first. And he opens the door real quickly. And he's got paint on his face and everything. And he's, uh, he's I don't do tours no more. And, uh, and then he tells him to stay on the path and not get out. He was like this yeah. weird kind of character. But then they work him in on the second Do one they? to a major role oh, wow. where he actually goes out there and you realize that the guy who becomes Hatchet was kind of became that way because of a bunch of kids who teased him so much that he ends and, and burned the house down. But these kids grew to an adults. And that's kind of how they worked Hatchet too in that he was one of the kids that tormented the, uh, the guy who became Hatchet. Uh-huh. And so he had to go out with a shotgun in the fucking swamp and get all dirty and like uh, try to take him down. Very physical role for him in that one. Oh, yeah. The Hatchet films are awesome, man. You should definitely check them out. But, uh, <laughs> that, the character is ridiculous. Hatchet, when they show him. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. Doesn't he have it's, like a pig head on or something? No, like he just has the. He, he's got like he a, took a. He took a hatchet to the straight down the forehead when he was younger as a kid. So it was almost like this deformed head that's kind of split. Well, then he was all crispy on it. Too. Yeah, he's crispy. He's been burned eight million times. I mean, it's a take of the slasher films from the eighties. So right. of course, really well done. It filled with all actors from those eighties slasher films. Uh, one of the first scenes in Hatchet One is. Uh, uh, Robert Englund getting getting That's murdered right. in the swamp. And, <laughs> oh uh, shit! And, and Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> they had to change actresses from the first one to the second one, and she uh, they put in uh, Danielle Harris, who I love, which is the little girl from Halloween. That blonde girl from the first one was from uh, yeah. Buffy. Buffy. Yep. She was one of Spike's blonde, bubbly yep. girlfriends from the past. Bill Murray vampires. Brother. Joel Murray was awesome in uh, in the first Hatchet film as like the shady guy who was filming those two girls doing like the girls gone wild thing. Uh, he was so oh, funny yeah, in that yeah, 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 yeah. He died really badly. <laughs> <laughs> Had the guy that from Office Space that got hit by the car uh, when he backed out of his driveway. Yep. He, him and his wife had a probably one of the most grotesque deaths of any of the Hatchet films was the wife in that, mm-hmm. where he came out of the woods, grabbed her jaw yeah. from the top and the bottom, and just Yikes. ripped it open. You. Uh, but that... <laughs> Those hatchet movies were very, very gory and showed Crunch. some death scenes that you you never thought you'd see, but they kind of tempered it with comedy mm-hmm. really well. So very, it was kind very of well. it, it, it was very like oh yeah. that's fucked up, but uh, it's also kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and Ken, uh, Tony Todd. I mean, he's like a staple at like horror cons. Oh, I'm sure. You pay eighty bucks just to get a picture and an autograph with a man. So he's great. All right, this next guy. 
talk about a guy who made a career playing assholes. <laughs> Terrence Meek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the great Paul Gleason, man. Paul Gleason's another actor. You see his face, you immediately know who the hell he is, man. That's He's another done. one. Yeah. <laughs> you want one more? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck with the bull. Yeah. the horns. You just blew up a building, man. Yeah. That's, that's bad, man. You just build up the building. <laughs> I loved him in uh, Die Hard as that asshole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's, like I said, 146 films. All these films, very well known. He, he kind of plays an ass in each one of them, man, but he's so great at playing that asshole. And he knows it. I'm, I mean, arguably, I'm sure he's a sweet guy in real life. Or not. Not sure, he plays yeah. a, not sure who he plays in Arthur. Oh, I do. He's he, he's kind of the guy that's kind of against Arthur through the most of it, doesn't like the fact of what he's, he's doing. He's one of the family? I think he's one of the guys that works with uh, the, uh, the mother. The family, maybe. Yeah, I have to rewatch Arthur. I love that first Arthur, man. Uh, the first, you the have first to be two the Arthur's most really annoying good. man I've ever met. Do I have to be? <laughs> I, have to? I could quote Arthur. Arthur and Arthur too, man. I love. But really, not until probably Trading Places. Is that where you go first? Or? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, I, I mean, kind of go. I gotta go Breakfast Club. Terrence, Breakfast Club is probably the first one I go it's to. Probably the first one I. I mean, that's seen, 83, but I, I still think of him as Terrence Meeks. Yeah. Free Merrill. <laughs> oh man yeah that's hilarious so yeah in trading places he plays the kind of uh what was he the head of security that's kind of the do boy for don amici and the yeah, other guy's yeah, characters yeah, he was the, pivotal into setting up dan Aykroyd, and yeah, i love that great the orange scene. the scene yeah. at the the scene at the end oh yeah with the gorilla with the gorilla yeah. Put him in the gorilla yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you see his eyes go well, that's what he said female <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh okay <laughs> yeah. uh i loved when he's standing in front of everyone take uh their right hand and put it in the left pocket of the guy next to you yeah. he's doing that great kind of yep. elaborate thing and some person is stolen from us, and I have marked these things with the black X or the red X, and we will let us know who has defrauded this company. And he was great. He was just a scumbag. Or he was hiring uh, Jamie Lee Curtis to go over mm-hmm. and pretend that Dan yeah, Aykroyd yeah. was a drug dealer. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. But Breakfast Club, man, Breakfast Club is arguably where he went kind of uh, next level as an actor and recognizable, of course, because everyone saw Breakfast Club and everyone knows him as that uh, – that it's like asshole. Soundtrack to I don't even. Life. Was he the vice principal? <laughs> because most vice principals are kind of the uh, disciplinarians, yeah. and uh, he just got tested by what's his name through the whole thing. Judd uh, Nelson. Nelson, man. Yeah. Does uh, Barry Manilow know you raided his wardrobe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like when when they when it gets heated when they're at the basketball court. Yeah, that's really he's yeah. good in that scene. He's just he just plays that character great, like in Die Hard. He just plays the guy that was completely against McCain and Al through the whole thing when he was outside trying to kind of, uh, uh, I'm not the one who just got butt-fucked on National (laughs) (laughs) TV, Al. So great. Miami Blues, he had such a small uh, character. Uh, I remember Miami Blues. I don't remember his character. He mistakes uh, Remo Williams' Fred Ward for somebody that he's not. And uh, remember, he comes in that one scene. He's like, you think you're going to come in and muscle my territory? He plays like a dirty-ass cop who comes right in and tells him how dirty he is. You owe me money. Oh, and shit. He, he thinks he's Alec Baldwin's doing a whole bunch of stuff with Fred Ward's like badge and ID. Mm-hmm. And so... Paul Gleason, who's this dirty cop, uh, hears that he's like muscling uh, the prostitutes and the drug dealers in town. So he comes in to straighten Fred Ward up, who doesn't know what, what the, the hell he's talking about. Mm. So Paul Gleason just basically busts in the door, takes all his money and he points at him and threatens his ass and punches him in the face and then walks out of the movie, man. <laughs> I mean, he just owned that one scene there, man. Now, Loaded Whip and One, that's hard to 
pinpoint who he was in that because there yeah. were so many people in Loaded uh, Weapon 1. It could have been just this small little thing that he walked in the do. Probably. Probably his boss. Uh, I'm going to guess his was boss, he the, the chief. Was he the uh, the principal or the uh, the main guy in Van Wilder? Uh, yes. College. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, he was Van Wilder's dad. Oh, he was his dad. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm almost. I'm almost positive. I could see that. I haven't seen Van Wilder in a long time. You it was know what? Funny though. I've, I haven't seen. It. No, it was good. Van <laughs> yeah, Wilder no, it was, was funny, pretty man. funny. I'd put Ryan Reynolds on the map right there, man. <laughs> uh, Money talks. I don't remember Money talks, but uh, that was the Chris Tucker. Uh, was it Charlie Sheen? Uh, yeah. Chris Tucker. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Paul Servino and everything that was funny at the time. <laughs> and, uh, not sure it still is. But, uh, boiling, point, boiling point I loved, man, with uh, what's his name? Uh, I played Blade. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, man. Mm-hmm. Boiling point. Was that the one? Oh, I'm thinking. I always confuse boiling point with Passenger 57. Passenger 57 was the one where oh, Theo, Theo played his brother and he got sucked out of the plane at the beginning. That was a great scene, man. Oh, really? Yeah, Theo from Cosby Show played his brother. That. Always been on black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was that 57 or boiling yeah. point? No, that, that was 57. 57 yeah. Yeah. I, I got to rewatch boiling point. I think. Man. I think Boiling Point might be where he got caught in the plane, because I don't think that happens. No, Pastor 57 was referring to the plane. (laughs) Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. So that definitely was that scene. (laughs) I just don't remember what Boiling Point was about. And then he went and did Murder at... Uh, the 1600. 1600s. That so was a good one. It was a while there where Wesley Snipes did somewhat similar movies. Yeah, and then like... he also did the um, the one with Tommy Lee Jones. Um, it was similar to The Fugitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, U.S. Marshals. Yeah. yeah it was one. a sequel. To yeah, the that's Fugitive. right. It was right. good. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, what's it? Robert Downey Jr. was yeah, awesome. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. All right, this next guy, he gets the most movies of anyone yeah. on this pod <laughs> just because he's also in one of those... Very recognizable, not only faces but voices. Yeah. You hear, uh, and this is the great Stephen Tobolowski. You hear, I Stephen know what line you're going to use. You can oh, yeah? go ahead and you use do it, it first. You no, do you it. do it first. Watch <laughs> out for that first step. All right, it's a doozy. <laughs> See, I, I loved him in sneakers. Uh, I can't remember his name. My what name is name? something Warner something Warner pass- something. My word is my passport verify. Yeah, yeah. he played that such. I love that character that he played in sneakers. When he realized that he got played. When he got oh, hosed. that was great. Yeah, Mary McDonald had to come and they had to get into this very well-encrypted building in Stephen Tobolowski. They set him on a fake computer date with uh, uh, Mary McDonald, and she literally had to get him to say like 16 words. Yeah. So one of they could was... string him together to be that voice verification thing when they went into the building. Right. And it went down to like one word. You, could, I love when they showed her list and they were all crossed yeah, off. yeah. Yeah. Except for the word passport. Yeah. And she got so sick of being there and they were going to kick her out of the restaurant. She literally just said, you know what one word I find so sexy that I would love to hear you say? Yeah. Passport. And it's like, passport? Yeah. <laughs> so that's how it, they got it. I loved him in that. He's the principal in uh, the Goldbergs. And I think it carries over into school. I'm not sure. But he's definitely in the Goldbergs. So he's, he does a lot of television. He can move seamlessly between comedy and drama. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, Absolutely. Drama. Yeah, he was great in The Insider as the guy who was going to come in to negotiate the deal. Mississippi Burning, uh, man. Mississippi Burning. Uh, he was really great, but he was like a scumbag. When yeah, he was, one he of was the, like a KKK He was the KKK yeah. guy. I loved him in Memento as uh, the, the guy who kept injecting the insulin into oh, his uh, I see. thing. That's who it was. Yeah, Sammy Jenkins. I was trying, I told yeah. you about Sammy Jenkins, didn't I? Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. right. And he... Him and his wife have to go through that scene over and over again. I had to be the right frame of mind to see that movie because yeah. it's exhausting. Uh, 
she was the one that was getting the insulin. Remember, yeah, he, and he was losing. Because she mind. thought she didn't believe him. She yep. thought that it was. Remember, all she in his tested head. him at some point, and that's what she did. She, yep. you know, she would always did, tell she, him, and he just came back, and she just let her kill him, yep. let him kill her. Oh, such a sad part of that oh. movie, man. It was really crazy. I just watched Philadelphia Experiment, and he was one of the FBI guys that was kind of in charge of the. Uh, uh, of the experiment that was going on in the uh, in the future, Spaceballs. He was great in it. Uh, he had that random scene where he was like, "You caught their stunt doubles." Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> you fools. These are not them. Yeah, that's so great. Uh, I loved him in uh, Wedlock. He was the warden. I, I was trying to he think was of the who warden he was. Oh, okay, yep. really? Okay. I told him that you guys' necks are connected and uh, yeah. this and that. I'm not sure who he was in Thelma and Louise. Um, in Memoirs of an Invisible Man, wasn't he the like right hand man to Sam Neill? Or he might something? have been. I he think that's been. who he was. A, a lot of these, obviously, Groundhog Day is probably the most Ned Ryerson. well known. Needle nose Ned. Ned. <laughs> <laughs> single white female. I haven't watched it forever, but I'm I'm interested to in seeing who he was in single yeah, white female. That. Man. I bet you he was just one of the people that was out on the date because I remember she went on a couple of random dates okay. and yeah. I bet you that's probably I mean he does have that unique look when you want that kind of uh, blind date gone that wrong dorky, that dorky, dorky kind of guy yeah. unexperienced older middle aged man got that yeah. he's got that market locked up and, yeah. oh yeah you, you want that you can go to Steven Tobolowsky <laughs> that's why he's got 261 yeah 261 yeah, man sh- and I'm wondering 261 movies, movies I can't I'm wondering that's if he's a lot. that's Several movies every year, a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. like t- to do three is ridiculous. But he, he might I mean, have he some animation since his voice is yeah. so recognizable. I would be surprised if he's not doing animation because when you have that such that type of voice, Plus, you should be doing it. You can do it from a home or a studio yeah. or. It really is crazy when you think of. Uh, damn, I wonder if he's doing video games too. That's the other way, you know, yep. uh, video games and animation movies. That'll. That'll pad your IMDb uh, and your bank account. Sure, and your bank account for sure. (laughs) Let's do both. Another guy here, man. Yeah, nobody gets sick of your face, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Couldn't put out seventeen movies with Keanu Reeves every year, (laughs) and he can do seventeen voiceovers on cartoons. This uh, last actor here, man. This guy is such a fantastic actor. He's also somebody that could kind of weave himself from really straight laced to really horrific he definitely would be inducted into the horror hall of fame maybe not first round because his his movies are a little bit more sporadic than say brad dorff and tony todd but this is the great ted levine who had a very kind of well recognized first movie that put him on the map too as uh What's his name? Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill, Bill mm-hmm. man, and Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And totally unrecognizable uh, to who yeah. he is now. You, you want to fuck me? <laughs> yeah. I'd fuck me. <laughs> <Ugh. See>, I, <laughs> I, I would have went more the with puts the lotion on the basket. Oh, yeah, you God. went the other direction. Yeah. That's so disturbing. What was the song that was Iggy Pop that was playing when he yeah. tucked his junk between his legs? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's our whole interview where he talked about it. Really? <laughs> talked oh, about doing it. It was nice. funny. Uh, but I love... When I think of him in that movie, almost more than those very well-known scenes is I love him because it's such a Ted Bundy thing where he was trying to get the sofa into the back of the van mm-hmm. when he had the cast on yeah. his arm and he's yeah. trying to get yeah. in. Yeah. And he finally That's gets, right out get of the pages the of, t- yeah. of oh, Ted, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy did yeah. that, uh, totally. And when he pushes her in there and he says, are you a, are you a size 10 or something like that size is what he asked 16. her. Something like, yeah. And then like just knocks her out, man. And Ugh. he was just crazy. I love him opening the... Uh, Opening the door and talking to Jodie Foster oh, for the yeah, first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Was she a real big fat girl? Yeah. Uh, when he was talking to her, and then, <laughs> oh man, he was creepy as hell, man. But and 
just looking at other horror movies, The Mangler. I love The Mangler. A lot of people don't know The Mangler or they don't like The Mangler. Uh, I don't think I saw that one. This was way back in the day. I, I, I watched it in 95 on Port Charlotte. This was uh, the – it was like a – I think it was like a laundry press that was killing people. It was a Stephen King story. Oh, yes, yes. It was yes, a Stephen yes, King yes, story. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, Robert England came in, played this guy with a lot of makeup. He was like the owner of the facility and everything. And, and Ted Levine played the cop, and it was way better than it should have been. I mm. mean, <laughs> uh, on paper. <laughs> they probably That's good. And, about I that the, too. and I read the thing, and it was, it was, was like, that how are they going to make this movie? Yeah, I think it was Night Shift, which when you look at the ones that were made on Night Shift, all those movies should probably not even have been made. You got Graveyard Shift, Lawnmower Man, and The Mangler. Graveyard Just those Shift three was the alone. Best adaption i think i love graveyard shift i think a lot of people are not as big graveyard shift as fans as yeah, i had that one but. guy that the boss with the gruffy voice yeah who who what was the hell who, who the didn't hell? play that guy ever he because he was the dad in monster squad yeah he's been he in a lot great. of movies and i haven't seen him one play of that most, role again nope one of the best main accents you've i've ever seen yep. on film he was such a great yeah, uh, actor really in that movie too so yeah, as far as a uh, Stephen King adaption too, I, anytime they can do a Stephen King adaption that doesn't go to television, I'm thrilled. And the Mangler was definitely right there. Yes. Uh, My favorite one that, that reminds that, that I liked him in is uh, his role as the commander in American Gangster. American Gangster, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that role. Who, who he was, was he? So he was the Richie was the undercover cop, and that was yeah. his boss. And remember, how, remember how this how it started where they were. Him and his partner, the guy that OD'd, yeah. were uh, watching a vehicle, and then they found the million dollars yep. in the trunk, yeah. and they brought it into yeah. the police station. Like The other guy's like, don't bring it in. Cops that do this, nobody trusts. Yeah. And so he lays all the money, and they're counting it, and then, what's his name? Todd Ted, Le- Ted Levine comes in, and, and he's, like, he's like, how much? He's like, one point six two million he's like well where's the rest of it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like this is all here yeah oh, and then like he, he needs him later on because they're setting up the task force to get frank mm-hmm. and uh he he's like we have to have this guy because he's the one we know won't take any problems. right yeah Man, I loved him in Heat. He had one of my favorite lines that led up to one of the best scenes in the movie where they're pulling up and he's just like, I think they're already coming out of the bank. Yeah. <laughs> he gets he was oh, so yeah. great. He gets killed. He gets created early, right? Right, right, that, right, right, that right as they're running up to the front of the bank. Yeah. And he was great. He was part of that team because at some point, Ted Levine, and it was probably around 95, that he started sporting that mustache and he never, and he still mm. got it today. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like a, it just works it's very him. like Tom Selleck mm-hmm. of him because it's a very recognizable uh, mustache. But he certainly didn't Is have he it. He one of the detectives. He didn't have it in the Mangler too, so he definitely had it in Heat. Uh, in Wonderland, was Wonderland, he, I think he was, he was one, one of the detectives. detectives. Who was he in Fast and Furious? Do you know? Uh, I think he was Paul Walker's superior. Okay, because um, Paul Walker was an undercover FBI agent. Interesting. <laughs> the other horror movie, <laughs> and I just know that knowledge like that. <laughs> That's uh, why we keep you around. Yeah. <laughs> the, Useless shit. Oh, he knows it. <laughs> uh, the other one I hired that would definitely get him into the Horror Hall of Fame is the Hills. Have that's eyes, that's what I think of immediately. He was so great. Him he was burning the dad. He was on the dad. cactus. Yeah. yeah, like that's not him. Yeah, that's not, that's not my Bob. Oh that's not my, my God. God. 
<laughs> and that might be the line from the first one, though. I, I arguably I can't. It's a good line. They, she, I'm pretty. I'm almost. How do you not positive. use that line in the second one? You would one. think. Come yeah, on. I'm because. almost positive, but I mean, dude, when they set him on fire, and, and he was and, like the toughest one of the group too. Yeah. So it's like, and another guy that's super tall and intimidating, man. That uh, when he died in that movie, you're like, well, what's the chances that the other guys are gonna make yeah. it in this too? None. Man. Yeah. None. <laughs> Such a great, hey, great Mifta, role. Hey, will him, you man. play with me? Oh, that man. poor little girl. I loved him as that ex-cop too, or that like uh, was he? He was a current cop uh, in that movie. I think they were just on vacation, right? He was retired. He was retired. Okay, but just retired. Just retired. Yeah. And I love if you die right after you retire. That's the that's the saddest thing in the world. Yeah, that's like dying after you get back from combat. Or that'd be like you win in Powerball and you fucking have a heart attack while you're looking at the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> just yeah. no. When we find your body, yeah, you I will spend the Powerball ticket. Just make sure. Just make sure you cremate me and have a party. Have a party. Yeah. Okay. man. There's a there's a lot of good movies on here. We have mentioned too in the uh, the one I like, and I didn't even put the full title of it on here because it's so damn long. It's, we haven't really talked about it much. Is the assassination oh, of Jesse yeah, yeah. James by the coward Robert Ford? Oh. Uh, very western movie, man. And slow it, was, it was slow and, and but. For Shot that beautifully. One, but that one action sequence oh, where man. they're busting into the yeah. house is worth the entire movie yeah. alone, man. Realistic gunfight, uh, messy. Really, really like, good. One of the... They're about to get attacked, and they're all upstairs sleeping. Oh, uh, like four or five of them are in the room. I don't, I don't think Brad Pitt was there, but it was no. all the, the, uh, the other actors that were in the movie. And uh, one guy comes to the door, and it was all about people were just waking up reaching for their guns, rolling off the bed, shooting underneath the bed, shooting from across the room, yeah. winging somebody in the uh, the head Ugh. until somebody got so scared that they jumped out the t- second story uh, window and they're going down on the ground to get him. It was like this intense five-minute like action sequence. It was like, we've given you a very slow drama to this point. We're going to give you yeah. some action right yeah. now. And boom, they nailed it in that one uh, scene. It was a really great movie. Brad Pitt was awesome. Brad Pitt was awesome in it. it the movie went on probably for a half hour too long it could have ended right at the mantle yeah when he kind of turned around and looked at robert ford right there boom could have they should have ended the movie right at the shot right there or something because it it did continue on and on because they really wanted to show how his but that other stuff really happened it was it was good like volville type style which is weird man yeah the guy who shot uh casey affleck played uh robert ford who is the the coward who ended up shooting uh uh, Jesse James in the back. Yeah. After he did it, he went on this like traveling vaudeville show where he went on stage and reenacted yeah. him doing it. Oh, and wow. It, reenacting how cowardly it was. And he would be like booed from the stands because people are like, why is he even telling this? This is a story that you keep to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You don't tell or you change it. Yeah. You know, like it was a gunfight. He was going for his gun and I shot him and everything. Yeah. Literally, Jesse James' back is turned. Boom, shoot him in the back of the head. Well, if you can create your own story, his yeah. wife was the only other one in the room. Yeah, <laughs> kind of got her on board. I'm sure she wasn't thrilled with you. I telling mean, the story. I guess though, if you create a story that like you outdrew Jesse James, then yeah, you, you got, might have people. You got people coming at you, going, "Oh, so you're the big man, huh?" You know, so. Yeah. But no, yeah, it was yeah. the opposite. <laughs> exactly. No, that's not what happened at all. I shot him in the back. Please don't come. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. scene yeah. that know. makes sense. The scene yeah. when he kills the rattlesnake is disturbing. I don't to remember me. that scene. Yeah. Jesse James is sitting out in his rocking chair. And that big snake comes up alongside him, and he huh. snaps it, and I think he just like rips its head off or something. Huh. Oof. 
I was like, that was unnecessary. I don't like rattlesnakes either, but they yeah. can go. She can shoe them. They can go, yeah, they can go to the next yard. It's fine with me. Uh, some of these other movies. Shutter like, Island, who's uh, he in Shutter Island? Shutter Island, he played like the, uh, not the warden, but the head guard that just had that kind of uh, pissed off look on his face that yeah. he had to put up with all this crap. <laughs> the other guy uh, was from Ice Harvest, the other guard. Uh, yeah, he was one of the guards too. So I think he might have. I think Ted Levine was probably the warden, okay. where the other guy was the head guard. Okay. So he only came in for a little bit, but he has that. Uh, especially now, like I'm saying, he he His had voice kind is of a, crazy. His he kind of had a more likable kind of uh, image when he was younger, just by looking at him. Where now he looks like he is that that boss that you don't fuck with, or some guy who's been to war and has seen so much. <laughs> I shit. seen some shit. Like he should be, he really should be doing more war films and stuff in here, and he, he really hasn't. Then then again, who was he in Manchurian Candidate? Do we remember? Um, Manchurian. Candidate. I'm wondering if he was somebody in kind of that military kind of no. uh, part of the film. No, because some of these other movies. Let's mention a couple of the other ones we have on here that we haven't um, mentioned, like uh, Nowhere to Run. That was the Van Damme movie. Yeah. Uh, Ali, Wonderland, uh, in the new Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom. Have you seen the new Jurassic Park? I saw the first new yeah. Jurassic Park. I didn't see I the second the, one. What, that shows you how good the what was the, first, the one first one was, was. Lost World. Oh no! Was uh, the, what's his name doing the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt yeah. doing the, the dinosaur rappers. whisperer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was, was just good. Jurassic I mean, World. it was neat. Nah, it was, but, nah, it was I, stupid. Nah, <laughs> I thought it was neat, but the nah. second one, I rented the second one. I put it in, and 15 minutes later, I was just like, nope, not even really. Yeah. What was it? It, it was 15 minutes of bullshit that I was just like, no, I'm not. Even, I can't even. That's get too bad in. because I really enjoyed that franchise when it came yeah, out. Yeah, and uh, when I look back, at really the only one that I fully enjoyed was the first one. The very first. Uh, the one. second one had a couple scenes. Had a couple scenes in it, and then the third one had a, a cool pterodactyl scene, and that was about it. Yeah, I did not like Jurassic World at all, I, and it was highly touted as being a pretty decent uh, summer movie too. And I yeah. watched it, and I, I was like, this is just kind of stupid. I didn't think it was bad, but I'd rather see. Chris I have no idea Pratt how the second one playing Indiana ended Jones. Up. So, yeah, I haven't heard anything about the second one. So it might be um, fabulous. But I did uh, see. Speaking of movies with long names, though, um, <laughs> I did. See, I suppose we were. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw uh, the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Sam Elliott movie. It's one of the best titles in recent history for sure. Yeah, dude. Sam, uh, Sam. If Elliott, you get huh? Hitler yeah. and you get Bigfoot, yeah, and Sam Elliott, yeah, <laughs> and he killed Sam Elliott. No, no, but no. Sam Elliott killed Hitler and the Bigfoot. Oh no, I'm saying you should make a movie if you have it. If you can get a chance to get both of those. That's pretty rare. How how was that movie? It was interesting. I, I like. Bet. Did you get to see him kill physically both of them? Uh, yeah. Now was yeah. Was, yeah. Did, did they exist in the same universe? Was like it was. Was he in out of his mind? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, how, how did it, how did, did it, it really happen? <laughs> yeah. So basically, what it was was um, when he was younger, he was a soldier and he killed Hitler. But there were three Hitlers. Um, you know, there because there were two. I lookalikes. saw a movie. There was like fifty of them. Yeah, there was two lookalikes, <laughs> um, and the one who ended up killing himself wasn't actually him. But he said that it didn't matter whether or not he killed Hitler. Hitler's ideology, you know, was what was happening at that time. Um, and so nobody knew, and he never told anybody. He wasn't allowed to because it was like secret. <laughs> Get to the big foot part. <laughs> so they, the Bigfoot. If he can kill Hitler, he's got to be able to kill Hitler. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So I, you could just hit him with your car, and he moves yeah. in with you. I'm <laughs> going to hold off until the sequel when he takes on Loch Ness. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so they, the government finds that Bigfoot is like coming down from Canada, 
um, because <laughs> was this told tongue in cheek or was it capitalism? Yeah, like, no, this is like from the CIA agent. The the I think it might even have been Ron Livingston um, is the CIA agent. <laughs> so um, there was comedy in it, or was just no, no, it's not. They like, didn't play Bigfoot it like it was, was carrying a parasite and it was killing people and it was going to be like the next plague. Somehow, some way. How do you do this movie and don't make it a comedy? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it's it, it's just weird. It's got three different stories all to his timeline, and like, I mean, the Bigfoot part is kind of bullshit. But like the storyline, <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, the storyline is actually I kind, was of kind of like interesting. You for a like, no, I like. I would actually recommend it. Just don't think like it's going to be some super action packed. Like it's a weird, strange movie, but it's it's worth your time. And how old is Sam Elliott in this sucker? Doesn't look like he's aged since Tombstone. Really? Yeah, looks just like him. Talks just like him. <laughs> they replaced him as the beef guy. Beef. What? Oh, it's, it's what's for dinner. dinner. Oh, did they? Who was it before? Yeah. Do we know? Huh. It was him. Oh, but then I thought you said they replaced him. No, they just replaced. Oh, him. they just replaced him. Hmm. Damn man, longevity nope. gets you nowhere. <laughs> so yeah that's the list of these great character actors uh actors let me uh, i'm gonna give you our list for the actresses just a little tease uh don't give them all no we can give them all you're gonna give them all it's gonna be sur- it has to be a surprise it doesn't <laughs> plus you make the rules <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i mean if you want to leave it a surprise we can give a well uh, let me give like uh spout off five <laughs> let's spot off five all right so just to show how kind of vast the character actresses pause we're going to do, we're going to be talking a little uh, Terry Garr, who was super famous in our childhood in the 80s. Yep. We're going to talk a little Adrian Barbeau, also somebody famous in the 80s that we uh, loved. <laughs> Tell it to call uh, Billy. Leah, <laughs> Leah Thompson from the Back to Back to the Future fame. We're nice. going to talk a little bit of her. Uh, we're going to talk Vanity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because Vanity was only around for a Show short period of time. Enough. And uh, we get to, we're not going to mention that movie, though. Damn. <laughs> Except that ain't Lake that's, Minnetonka. That's, that's one other movie she did. <laughs> no, I got like eight listed there. Really? No shit. She's, she's a lot yeah, more than you think. She's very cool. Uh, but, and then for my fifth one, I will r- reveal the phenomenal, multi talented Edie McClurg. Do we know who Edie McClurg is? Nope. She played uh, the. Uh, well, on TV, she played Mrs. Poole. That's Mrs. How I, Poole. That's I always refer to her yeah, that's uh, okay. as that from like Gallery's and family and stuff. She was the secretary. She was secretary for Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. With your bad knee. He's a righteous yeah. dude. You shouldn't be throwing anybody. They think he's a righteous dude. When she runs off those, the yeah. dweebs, the tweets, the mates. Yeah. That, that line when she goes Even better that. is uh, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Where, where Steve Martin uh, spouts off the obscenities. I need a fucking Ford, a fucking Chevy, a fucking this. And, and then everything that goes on and she just ends, you're fucked. <laughs> she's so great. And she's still doing movies, man. She's still doing TV shows. So we'll talk a little of her. But I think next week, next week we're going to go to some 80s drama. You hear that, Justin? 80s. Where as in 19, 1980s. Oh, I thought we were just somewhere in the 80s He's, as far as the number of episodes go. Just in the list, he's sending things from all different decades. Hey, that was a good list, Dan. And, and I had to look at it, and I was like, is it me? Did I not put the 80s in that list? And I was like, nope, it's this not me. This one's 1997. That's pretty far. <laughs> this movie's from 2017. What the fuck? <laughs> the list started off right, and I was like, and then when it said it said Logan at the end, and I was like, is there another Logan movie from the 80s? Logan's I don't know. Run? Was that I, 80? I literally, on before I texted you, and I 
looked up IMDb to make sure that it wasn't a movie that I never heard Logan of. Logan, nineteen eighty-seven. I was like, I was like, this man is crazy. I don't know what he <laughs> what he read. I so. should have just put like false years next to them. <laughs> <laughs> How long you think Paul would have followed that? I was like, what? <laughs> so yeah, and I think uh, me and Justin have some major thing that we will report like this short, short, non-spoiler kind of uh, review next week. Hell yeah! Tomorrow, ten a.m. Avengers Endgame. I think we're the only people that are going to be there. That's great. Uh, you think you'll be the only people? Yeah, yeah I think it's going to be an empty theater. <laughs> I doubt it, dude. <laughs> you doubt it? I fucking doubt it. <laughs> every single one, I think, is sold out through the weekend. Like, almost every seat. Oh. So, How do you not just bump yeah. every other movie in the theater and just show that one over? Yeah, Who real? releases a movie the same weekend as it? There's people that have been you, you releasing. You can do a kid's like movie. like two or three movies You can do a kid's out. movie opposite these movies. This is a kid's movie. I no, kids want to see this movie. I mean, yeah. like a kid kid movie. Maybe. Yeah, like, like a, a real, uh, like kids. a G. Movie. Oh my yeah. god, I'm so fucking excited! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Justin just couldn't contain himself. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yes, we definitely are staying this off social Marvel, networking. Right? This is Marvel one. This is DC. This is, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> I'll see you on Fast Day with TV. <laughs> I, however, will not. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pretty big. It's going to make all the money in the world. It's going to make... Balls. It's going to smash yeah. every box office record and, ever. Uh, yeah, it's going to be yeah, pretty what's big. what's his name? probably... Avatar dude's probably quirking. Oh, yeah, he should be quaking. Because I'm going to lose my top... Bad. He's got the top Especially two spots, Especially since he, he was knocking... Does uh, he have the top two spots? Maybe for Titanic and Avatar. Yeah, maybe. I thought his ex-wife beat him with one. With... Um, what, the Hurtlocker? I don't know what she would have done that would have beat him, though. No. There was something she it did. It would have to have been big fantasy or big... The biggest thing that you're talking about, Kat, uh, what's her name? Damn, I can't think of her name. Who's the Hurtlocker? Oh, Academy oh, for Academy Award. Award. Uh, Just yeah. not, uh, he doesn't... Not he's looking at bank accounts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm still good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's signed off in the next six avatars, so... Yeah. Let's hope the... <laughs> Let's hope, Let's hope the, the first one doesn't suck. Yeah, I know. The second, or the second one, you know. I, yeah. I Technically, when the second yeah, one comes right, out, yeah. it's, he better do something amazing. He doesn't make a lot of bad things, though. He doesn't, but I don't... He has also doesn't plan six movies in advance. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of insane. That's really thinking ahead. But, I mean, maybe he knows something we don't know. He's the one who's read and written the scripts. So he'll definitely get famous as the new Terminator film drops later this year, too. Yeah, this is a huge year for movies, and Avengers Endgame is on the top five of the movies that are coming out this year. I, that's why I said I think the uh, uh, the Godzilla one I'm yeah, super excited Tarantino to see. One. The Tarantino one, the new Star Wars uh, is coming out. Yeah. I mean, see, this that some, doesn't excite me anymore. Uh, it Chapter 2. This I'm, one does. This does one it? does, yeah. yeah. And It Chapter why? 2. Because they're the Emperor back, and it's okay. a lot of cool. Lando's going to be in it, man. The trailer. Yeah. Did you see the trailer? It's awesome. Really great trailer. Boba Fett going to be in it? Uh, if they were smart. <laughs> it's just yeah, a freaking right? suit, man. Anyone could go in it. Just yeah. bring back all the major characters yeah. and put them all you know back the together. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Jabba the Hutt, how do you work away in this? Yeah, yeah. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. <laughs> always hope. That is the one they will not have. <laughs> Unless they kill him Jason Gedrick style. <laughs> Mesa, Mesa. <laughs> minute one. Yeah, if they kill him minute one in the movie, you might get everyone just yeah. cheering. I'm on board. I don't care what else they do in this yeah. movie. They win. <laughs> so, yeah. worth it <laughs> so definitely tune in next week for 80s drama until then if you want to uh, get a hold of us you can leave us a like or a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes you can check us out on Fascinate, uh, on Facebook Fascinate with Films and our uh, Gmail address is fascinatewithfilms at gmail.com Dave will get back to you immediately yeah <laughs> I don't like believe him almost you know? instantaneous <laughs> I don't know it's why. almost instantaneous <laughs> that's why I don't get him. He David's really, already responded. <laughs> yeah. he, he really did drop the Twitter. Yeah. 
Huh? It's just it's I I can't lock out of the thing. No, it, it wasn't doing much good for us anyways because I'm not on it uh, promoting. I mean, we it make like all I our money from Facebook. sponsorships. From yeah, other sites. Yeah, Facebook, yeah, man. <laughs> it's where it's at. Um, by the way, today's episode is brought to you by DD Smalls yes, Tractor DD Company. Small tractor. Small tractor company. Yep. <laughs> That's right for your small tractor needs. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Dave has got you back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, see you. Peace. Bye. Watch out for that first step. It's a doozy.